Criterion creeps are coming with Jared and RJ from Renoir to Kurosawa and everything along the way. Highbrow, lowbrow, they won't stop until the This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. RJ Bailock. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week, we're heading out to the deep blue sea and meeting friends along the way as we watch spine 300 in the Criterion Collection, Wes Anderson's The Life Aquatic with Steve Sisu from 2004. But first, <sighs> hi, Jared Berger, real guy. Hello. I, 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 uh, I'm glad to see that you're, you continue to exist. Um, that's, yeah. not, that's nice to see. That's good. I'm, I'm still a little it's suspicious. It's not permanent, but for now. <laughs> yeah. I think Jared Berger might be like one of those AIs that's like just in a computer that's not actually real. Because I don't know. I'm still, a little, I'm, I'm still on the fence, Jared Berger, but... And in the moment you're here, and I guess what is reality, right? Exactly. And um, my friends also have this theory that I'm I'm not a real person. I'm I'm a not a figment of their imaginations, but more computerized, like you say. I I, I don't know why both of these parties have have uh, decided this, but yes, very interesting that you bring it up in that way. <laughs> See, I didn't know that. Well, I mean, obviously, but uh, I find it uh, I find it even more suspicious that separate uh, parties have also come to this conclusion. So I don't know. I think in about 30 years when I'm dying, actually, in about like five to eight years when I'm dying, I'll just be like looking up into the clouds and then you will come through. You materialize. You'll have into age to day and you'll be like, I'm here and I'm real. You're kind of like uh, a spiritual being, Jared Berger. It's an interesting thing. Interesting thing. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> How you doing otherwise, man? Uh, doing good. Doing good. Yeah. Nothing to report. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, I I just came back from a trip, so that that was that was very good. Um, yeah. I uh, I live in McKinney, Texas, right, which is uh, about four hours away from Austin, and so I was mm-hmm. just moving out. Um, I'm, uh, doing a semester abroad, quote unquote, but, um, <laughs> it'll be in LA. Uh, <laughs> so it's not really abroad, but it'll just be for the film internships, you know? And so oh, cool. that'll be exciting for sure. Nice. Nice. I think, uh, it's, it's good that we know where you, uh, where you're home based now, but I think it was a big mistake letting that out on this podcast because people are coming for you now. There's a lot of, uh. A lot of people who listen to this that uh, have found us somehow. <laughs> yeah, a lot of mail gets delivered world, to worldwide. Us. That's right. Well, they, uh, you know, zip codes are being changed and and shit. So mm. they, uh, I have them on 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 my toes or on their toes, I suppose. Yes, uh, they That's can't good. catch me. <laughs> 
That's good. We thought so too. But uh, you know, one one of these days, I'm st- I still know Frank Santoro is going to be at my door as soon as when I open it, and I'll say, "How the hell did you get here?" And he'll just be like, "I'm here. I'm just here." And then you'll cut you. Yeah, you'll do something. <laughs> you'll do something. Whew. So, okay, what about you, Jared? Portrait. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> okay. I like this movie more, and I'll say I tried. It's fine. It's a fine movie. I, I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. How how what am you, I? How, how am I, RJ? Oh, I'm... yeah. How, how's the big dog doing? I've I've been better, RJ. <laughs> yeah. Well, how come? It's it's almost like well, uh, well, RJ. Uh, I, can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't I can't help but notice uh, the day of the week's a little weird. It's like it has a different mm-hmm. taste to it. You know. So, uh, it's it's got that Sunday flavor, and I'm ta- talking about an ice cream Sunday. I'm talking about the day, okay. the the Lord the Lord's Day, which I mean, usually I know that we have kept sacrosanct and uh, mm-hmm. you know safe from podcasts, like the regular creep, yes. anyway. But here mm-hmm. we are now, and uh, it's unsettling, RJ, and uh, I hope I, I hope that uh, we've accommodated you. Uh, enough i don't know is there anything else we can do uh yeah i mean if you could come over cut my grass maybe mm-hmm. uh do some laundry full body massage anything else that you could do for me i would really sure. appreciate it uh, absolutely uh any any, sh- any more uh, short of notice you could do on, on a week no. where we, we have a guest i think i think three hours uh notice was probably the shortest i, I have ever had to pull the pin on a, on the podcast so uh we, I was just talking. We were just saying that in the five years we've done this, I don't think I've ever had to cancel the day of, um, but it happened. So, I know a lot of people. A lot of people out there were pretty worried. The uh, our Twitter was getting a lot of uh, um, concerning things. It's like, what's happening? What is going on over there? Have Have they done it? Have they really just stopped? <laughs> They they said there's four weeks of guests coming up, and we know that uh, those make for long days. Did they just pull the pin? Pull the ripcord? Yeah, and we're like we're gone. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're we're out. It, it was a grand prank. There were no there were no guests, and it would just ends anticlimactically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with a whisper. Uh, yeah. Okay. So here's here's the deal. So Jared has uh, as he put, um, he's been very accommodating this week for me because uh, he's had to do some double duty. Um, I was gone this weekend because uh, I went to a wedding out of town, and Jared uh, was helping out, uh, checking on the, uh, the the cats and kittens over here. So that number one was very helpful. Number two, Jared I think got some extra work shifts kind of thrown at him randomly, and that kind of made a, a tight schedule for himself. But uh, uh, last week on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I was involved, and I can't say too much, but I was a I was a background extra for an HBO show <laughs> that was filming over here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know people are going to be like, "What?" <laughs> but it was I, I can't really say too much about it. But uh, I, I I signed up, and they called me, and I was like, "Oh, cool, I'll go." And uh, originally they're like, "Okay, it's uh, Tuesday or Monday, Tuesday, Thursday," and I was like, "Okay." I was like, perfect. And that leaves Wednesday open for podcasting. And then uh, Tuesday, uh, or actually, well, it, they were really late night. So I guess it was Wednesday morning at like 5 a.m. They were kind of like, you're coming back. And I was like, but I have stuff to do. And they're like, you're coming back. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, so I, I was doing that. And uh, for about three, three days, I was out all night at this thing. And then uh, 
the on Friday morning, I got home at about 5:30. I slept for a couple hours, got up, and then I I drove off uh, for a wedding. So uh, this uh this old dog's getting a little <laughs> running on empty at the moment right now. But um, that's what it was. That's all all. That's the only reason we had to cancel. But uh, I did say to Jared, and I'll say once once more now for everyone to hear. I uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I uh and and uh, the one nice thing is this will not happen again. I uh, I can safely say that I got it out of my system. I will not be a background extra in uh, any other projects. I don't believe so. This was this was the one. This was it. This is, I'm this done. Is, this is the grand experiment. This was the grand experiment. I always wanted to do it, and then uh, I did it, and um, I think I can say safely, I don't think I want to do it again. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyways, what, that's that's what I was doing. What about your love for the craft? Uh, I've never even pretended to love the craft not even the craft services i no. ate some really weird shit out there like, really i can't t- talk about it though there is an nda you, you, you can't you can't talk about oh, that you, applies to crafting to, 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 to the to the catering <laughs> uh i would I, it was basically implied to us that the, everything out there was top secret oh, went, th- okay. well because if you let it out maybe the, all the extras would be like good no thanks and then they'll stop applying they're like yeah this is like bologna loaf well, what I will say this: uh, the first day there was about 140 extras, and the second day it dropped to about 100, and then the third day there was like 50 left. Ooh. And like some of them were not asked to come back, but I think uh, after that first day, uh, I think a lot of people bailed. They were just like, "No fucking way, am I coming back?" <laughs> just because it, and I think no one knew it was going to go all night long. Like no one really told us that, and so everyone uh-huh. I talked to there, I was like, I was like, "How, how long does this stuff go?" They were like, "I don't know, like." midnight 2 a.m and i was like okay and then it was like 5 30 we're and we were all just fucking bags of shit walking around like numb we're like what is happening yeah that's that's cinema man you know i know it's, it's... i know well the one thing i ate that was real horseshit Jarrett, was a uh it was called hamburger steak have you ever uh encountered such a thing uh i think i've heard of it but i've not uh partaken what about you, Jared Berger? Have you ever had a hamburger steak? I've never had a hamburger steak, but I could only presume it is ground meat cooked as a steak. I don't know if that's if that's, if that's accurate. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. It's <laughs> it's not quite a hamburger. It's not nothing like a steak. It's somewhere in the meat. It's something in the meatloaf family, but it's not even meatloaf. It's a. Uh, it was something entirely different. And like each night there was a menu so you could pick. And there were all these people like, oh, man, this hamburger steak's awesome. And I was like, I was like, I got to try this, I guess, if people are talking about it. And I got it. And like I honestly, this was like, I don't know, 2 a.m. one of the nights after, like in the middle. And I ate half of it. And I, I honest, I had a come to God moment. I was just like, what am I doing just with my life? Just in general, I was like, why am I here? That, that's how good it was, Jared. That hamburger steak really made me reevaluate my life for about an hour. I was like, I don't understand. I don't know. I just didn't, just didn't know, man. Anyways, well, thank you to both of you guys for uh, switch, switching the schedules. And uh, again, apologies all around. Mm-hmm. But the good news is never again. So. <laughs> I, have, I have no idea what that good news was because the, <laughs> yeah. the, the internet said, nah. So, uh, so we'll that's, leave, prob- yeah. that's we'll, probably best. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> Let's well. let history decide. Excellent. Well, 
I don't mind telling you guys, uh, we got some emails to get to, and not just like Ooh. like last week with our one email from Justin Peterson. The, we, he mm-hmm. has an email this week. No, we have seven emails. So Holy uh, shit. buckle up. Uh, did did they start rolling in after Wednesday when we didn't put an episode out? Was that what it was? Like, uh, I, what day was this? The twenty fourth, twenty third. Yeah, there's like some like even after the fact, but uh, a, lot, oh, okay. a, lot, a lot the day of, like usual. So. Yeah, the call was heated. Uh, I think that people know the score, and but I have mm-hmm. had seen. There's been a couple messages like, "Hey, when's that new episode hitting?" Uh, Sunday. <laughs> It'll be like when you're listening to this, guys. It's going to be like probably like four hours or something like that. Yeah. All, we'll, we'll we'll feel it out. I'm not stressing about yeah. it. I've got nowhere to be. Yeah, it'll come when it comes. All right, please. And, and let us rest. And, and there was the offer uh, when RJ was like, "I'm going to have to bail." So I mean, or you and uh, Jared Berg could just like do it. And I was like, "No, <laughs> it's like that, yeah. this is the Criterion <laughs> creeps, not the Criterion creep." I I know I was uh I w- I was in such a like weird bind. I was just like, I don't know what else to do. I was like, I was like, should you guys just go without me? And it'll be the one episode ever that uh, <laughs> I wasn't involved in. I I I was like, I'm not going to lie, Jared. I was flustered, and I, I was like panicking andrew's like relax calm down i was like i don't know what to do <laughs> i need an adult i was like they're fucking up our routine this is the only thing i have mm-hmm. so anyways uh what were you talking about i don't know well, well i'm glad we're doing it today because yes uh, it's, it's i am and we'll be back on wednesday to, oh, to talk with great. like some piece of shit from new zealand and his piece of shit movie that he's br- brought to our shores Man, nothing sounds better than uh, rolling right into that. <laughs> Beautiful. But, well, he didn't write in. We'll we'll deal we'll deal with that rubbish next time. So Ooh. first up, we have Dylan Frogert. Ooh, interesting. With uh, Ol Wessian. Howdy, gents. As it happens, this Wednesday is the annual anniversary of my extraction from the womb. Usually, I don't care much for a celebration, but what could be better than some guys talking Steve Sisu? A while mm. back, Spine 300 seemed out of reach, so look how far you gentlemen have come. It's unfortunate <laughs> that this episode is a whole five days late for his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> All we've ever like, done... Good job, RJ! All we've ever set out to do is disappoint people, yep. and uh, yep. I'm happy that we can make that true. Uh, I know both of you are West fans, and if I remember correctly, especially fans of everyone's favorite C Rap Scallion Steve. So, where do you stand on the French Dispatch? Excited and sweating in anticipation, or relatively indifferent? Do you think old West will ever top the Tenenbaums? Why do you think the general film culture, filled with people with bad opinions, have turned on West over the years? He seems to be a polarizing figure at the moment, often hated on these social media sites. Excited to revisit this often maligned West classic, which I also quite enjoy. Well, have a great show and continue onwards to the endless spine number achievement. Dylan, whatever my last name is now. P.S. I'm trying to fill an empty void. Got any good cosmic horror recommends? Uh, Well, I guess thanks for the email, Dylan. Um, First of all, uh, French Dispatch. Yeah, I'm game. Mm Mm-hmm. That, uh, Agree. I, I like I like that Wes Anderson. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> so I mean that's good. I mean, spoilers. Laugh Aquatics really good. Um, so, but yeah, I mean I don't know. There was that uh, that Twitter 
image, the, the photo of like Timothy Chalamet and uh, and uh, was it Tilda Swinton and uh, Bill Murray and Wes Anderson oh, standing around yeah. at at con, and people were captioning mm-hmm. it. And the one that mm-hmm. I thought was pretty good was something like uh, where Timothy Chalamet looks like a some guy who was like working on some like popular TV show who's now doing a comic book and. Mm. Uh, Wes Anderson looks like a not yet canceled indie comics creator who keeps like getting invited to conventions. Uh, and Tilda Swinton looks like some um, sales person that was extremely successful at like a company selling like faucets. And now she's like mm-hmm. uh, a comics executive. And Bill Murray looks like a 1980s like comic creator, <laughs> like a George <laughs> Perez or something. He's just rock- mm. rocking that Hawaiian shirt and shorts. It's like, yep, that's exactly what he looked like. But uh yeah mm-hmm. that all being said yeah i don't i don't get i don't get the wes anderson hate that he gets it's like i guess if you're so consistent um uh, people eventually turn and then they like you again it mm-hmm. goes back and forth i don't know who cares who cares about mm-hmm. those people i agree for the most part yeah, yeah. who cares about them who cares what about, about you jared Berger? i i think it's i think it's kind of like they, it's the same thing where it's like consistent or whatever and it almost I, I feel like it's like a Tarantino situation where not saying that the fan base is like bad for like Wes mm-hmm. Anderson but I feel like if you don't like his movies they might turn on you a little bit you know <laughs> yeah I um, yeah I can imagine there's some pretty annoying Wes Anderson fans in the world mm-hmm. um, but I don't know it seems like the people who hate on Wes Anderson are way more annoying. Uh, yeah, I agree with that yeah. too. But it's like it's just, it's like all yeah. the it's all those guys: uh, Christopher Nolan, Tarantino. Eventually, you're, you're consistent enough that people just start like hating on you because <laughs> they'll find something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Not with not any not. There's no director that's without a miss, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's these these bums out there. Shit talking. These bums. Yeah. Uh, any good cosmic horror recommends? Uh, I, what are we talking for cosmic horror? Are we just talking uh, Lovecraft type stuff, or is there? Does Event Horizon count? Is that cosmic enough? Like, where, I mean, where do we it fall? Is, it is know? in space. It is spacey horror with it like is? demons. I mean, yeah. I mean, cosmic horror seems to be pretty interchangeable with Lovecraftian. Hmm. Let's take a look here. TV. I'm going to go check out tvtropes.org to refresh my memory of these things. Uh, We got Dagon. Dagon? Dagon. You got to have to hit the lower your standards a bit on that one, I feel. But I think that movie is pretty cool. Yeah. From Beyond, In the Mouth of Madness, Necronomicon. John Carpenter's Apocalypse Trilogy, The Thing, Prince of Darkness, In the Mouth of Madness. I think that's uh, yeah. that's that's some good stuff. Oh yeah, big time. And hey, yeah. look at that. Event, Hor- I, Event Horizon was on here, RJ. You you, uh, you you nailed it. I got her. What about you, Jared Berger? You got any uh, cosmic horrors over there? Uh, well, I don't know cosmic horror. I assume right, like I guess like the thing, and I, I really like Annihilation. You know, um, mm, if like mm-hmm. I guess those two things are like kind of similar. Yep. And um. With like the aliens coming down, but I feel like I've I've yet to see like a movie that is like I don't know like super Lovecraftian. I know that there's like a isn't there like an HBO series 
like oh, that, like love, Lovecraft Country, all about that, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I watched yeah. two episodes. I, I have yet to see that, but um, I, I watched two episodes. It wasn't bad. I uh, I couldn't really get into it. Like um, they go f- like they kind of go fully for it. Where the first episode I really liked, it was kind of like about like racism in America in the 50s but then they introduced like a ton of the cosmic monsters and it actually that's where it lost me I was like oh I was like I kind of want to watch this other show it's like yeah. sadder <laughs> show but uh I people seem to like it like I think it has two seasons what no way or it's coming back okay. oh actually wait maybe not yeah but I, I mean I think people did like the the season that came out I uh yeah it seems like the it's people like the first episode but apparently it Yep. Uh, diverged a lot from the book and in a way that turned yeah. people off and that's kind of like it seemed like the first two episodes is all i ever heard of and i never heard a single word of it again but that's not surprising that because most yeah. tv shows like no one talks about it television anymore unless it happens to be like a tiger king or um oh. uh, or like any of the marvel tv shows like people talk about those mm-hmm. pretty easily but I don't know beyond that the that moment where everybody was tuning in to binge watch the same Netflix series that that moment seems to have passed. There's just too yeah. many, there's too many there's too many things to occupy mm-hmm. ourselves with, and uh, you, it's really tough to get everybody on the same on the same topic or the same page for very long. And we get a collective yeah. like, oh my gosh, the best thing ever, and uh, memes, and everybody wants merchant merch. It, 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 they always want something to be merchandised as quickly as possible. Five hundred dollar uh, baby Yoda statues. I got some if you're looking. Anybody? I, I think I I got a five hundred dollar Jarrett statue that's Ooh. available for purchase. Ooh. If anyone's interested, you uh you you message me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh, another cosmic horror pick for for me would be uh, some Lucio Fulci of the Beyond. Ooh, yep. Uh, it's got mm-hmm. that that ending is uh, top shelf, top shelf. And, oh, yeah, that's and good stuff. And how about uh Zulowski's Possession? Oh, yeah, I guess. See, that's what I mean. I don't really... Whenever we get questions like this, it's like, I don't know what fits into these categories. Yeah. Unless it's something super specific, like movies about fat guys <laughs> that are sad. And it's like, we got those. Oh, yeah. We got those. But other than that, yeah, it's hard. <laughs> Excellent. Well, next up, mm-hmm. we got Jay Johnson. Who, oh, Jay Johnson? Jay Johnson. Has uh, this individual if, written in before? I don't believe Jay Johnson has written in before, but he's definitely commented on yep. uh, uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Act, yeah, very posts. active on yes. Twitter. If he has written in, I can't remember specifically. However, um, mm-hmm. from an AOL.com email, my goodness. Ooh, I, I, I interesting. Didn't, I, I didn't know that, that it was a thing. Jay Johnson writes, mm-hmm. bad movies with big actors. Ooh. Hi, creeps. On Saturday night, the kids wanted to rent a movie. I chose Return of the Killer Tomatoes for obvious reasons. During cool. our watch, we were excited to see none other than young go-getter and American hunk, George Clooney. Though an unknown actor at the time, his gutty performance elevated the picture from bad to brilliant. What bad movies with big actors are your favorites? Some suggestions include Leonardo DiCaprio in Critters 3, Paul Rudd in Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers, Courtney Cox and Masters of the Universe. Thanks. Keep on creeping on. Well, thanks, Jay Johnson, if that is indeed your real name. <laughs> uh, so that might be not a real name. Jared Berger is not a real guy. So uh, we got a theme going here. I'm just going to do a quick Google search here, Jared, of bad movies with good actors. Uh, yep. Great. Uh, okay, we're going to a BuzzFeed. Oh, yeah. Hit me, uh, hit me got, with it, RJ. 
coming in at number one, uh, Doctor Do or Doolittle, starring Robert Downey Jr. from last year. Uh, number mm. two, Everyone in Cats. Oh, this list is shit already. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, <laughs> no, no, okay. Uh, ooh, Patrick Stewart as the poop emoji in the emoji movie. That one's that one's pretty pretty spot on, I guess. Uh, he's a dead. At, he's dead. You know. Who Patrick Stewart? No, Patrick Swayze. I thought that's what he said. No, Patrick Stewart. Oh, dear. Patrick Al Stewart. Pac Picard? I know. Uh, Al Pacino and Jack and Jill. Uh, what else we got here? Ben Kingsley and uh, The Love Guru. This is this uh, is a uh, hell of a list you got there. Yeah, this is BuzzFeed. Natalie Portman in Your Highness. That, that movie is shit. So. <laughs> uh, what else we got here? Uh, no, nah, this list sucks. I don't how, know. how about uh, Return of the creature from the black lagoon start uh, with with the i think the film debut of clint eastwood Ooh, that's cool is that a bad movie though i don't normally i don't know if anyone talks about it but i mean it's a b movie yeah. i guess oh i see it could, it could okay. be well made for all i know maybe who knows not me not me man i'm yeah i'm just trying to sort through my movies by lowest average rating Ooh. and mm. the that really stands out to me is this um uh, i don't know if you guys saw this um but there's like this the circle movie which oh yeah is 2017 tom hanks and uh, emma watson and it's, and it's mm -hmm. got like a, a, a pretty big cast and i i remember uh you know being hyped for it when the trailer came out but then like I watched it. And I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> I, <laughs> I could not, could not believe how how bad I or how much I did dislike the movie. So it's called the, the <sighs> I don't know the circle. The circle. Yeah, and I think there's like another the circle. Yeah. yeah, there's another the circle, which is like a horror movie where it's like just people in a circle. I think maybe. <laughs> yeah, this is like a technology bad uh, movie. Mm. where um i think it's like dystopian like type of type of thing you know where everyone's connected or whatever you know mm -hmm. um, but i don't remember why it was really bad but it just i think maybe it was just just poorly put together i don't know How? sometimes a bad movie is just a bad movie you know sometimes yeah what about you, J-Doc? Well, I found, I found a list that actually does mention Clint Eastwood in Revenge of the Creature, where he's a, oh, okay. he's a, he's a scientist. Uh, how about Criterion film The Blob with Steve McQueen? Uh, I guess. You're not a big Steve McQueen fan, though, are you? I am not. Yeah. But, so, you, so for so you... My favorite, that... These are movies I could throw. Oh, yeah. uh, this, is, this is from a Ranker.com list. Matthew Ooh. McConaughey gets extra rapey in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation. Is he rapey in that movie? I have never seen that movie. I thought you've seen all of those. Nope, I haven't seen that for the '90s stuff. I've seen it up to three, but I never watched the that other one. Is that what the, you're doing this creeptober then? Uh, doubtful, doubtful. Oh. Um, how about Adam Scott in Hellraiser: Bloodline? Didn't you say that movie was like not? I bad? I think that movie's not bad. Yeah, and I think yeah. definitely. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Arguably, depending on your taste, and I think you'd be wrong because Phenomena is an awesome movie, but that's got Jennifer Connelly yes. in it. Yes, but for sure. I think that movie is not like at all a B movie. I think that movie is great. Mm-hmm. I agree. Full on, man. 
Full on. Full on. Good stuff. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up, we've got Joseph. Joe. Uh, Joe T. <laughs> with an email <laughs> called an, e- an email. Holy cow. Hey, creeps. I've been listening for a while from New Mexico, but never emailed in. Then I heard the absolute disgrace of your last email reading. One email. Despicable. So, I'm writing in. Yeah. I've been nursing an addiction to buying Blu-rays for some time, and finally decided I need to put a pause on it and actually watch all this junk I've been buying. It seemed like a fun idea at first, but I've just hit that fucking Criterion Bergman set. Now I have 20 more goddamn Bergman movies to get through, and I don't think I can take it. I like the Bergman, but I don't know how many more two-hour black-and-white movies about whiny Swedish couples I can stomach. I'm sure neither of you have any idea what this is like. Not, Not at all. Nope, never, never even kind of been close just, to that. Just shoot that Bergman in my veins. Yeah, just uh, which vein though, Jarrett? Um, the good kind, the good kind of oh. vein. <laughs> All of them. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, not the bad. I thought not... you were gonna say the main vein. The main vein. You know vein. what I mean? Yeah. The good kind. Uh, you get it. Anyways, okay. two questions, Jarrett. You like gross evil movies because you're a bad dude. What's a movie that was too much for you even to handle? August Underground was so nasty that I stopped being scared and just started being annoyed and checking the time code every couple minutes. Yeah, those that those types of movies, those like pseudo snuff movies that yeah. like your Lu- Lucifer Valentine makes, that kind of thing, or I just like no. Oh. This is this is just dumb. <laughs> like it's just that like the Poughkeepsie tapes. I think kind of I kind of like that one's kind of okay. That it's gonna I don't know. That's like kind of a it's going for something where it's like a pseudo documentary at least. Not like mm-hmm. you just found this guy's tape. You weren't meant yeah. to watch oh, it, yeah. and it's contrived and it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, <laughs> but Some good stuff. Hey, I like gross evil movies. Um, Corpse watches lots of those. Oh yeah, yeah. If you want to see some uh, some gross evil stuff, go follow Corpse on Letterboxd. He's got uh, all sorts of. Uh, Corpse picks, I guess, is what he'll, he would call he'll, them. He'll, he'll even watch movies about invisible moms. Ugh. Yeah, he did. He uh, he 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 took that one for all of us, I think. Mm-hmm. So good for him. His kids liked it, though. Uh oh, yeah. Well, yeah, it's fun for the whole family. Little, little, little corpse junior. Yeah. Well, I mean, baby corpse, you know. Ba- baby corpse. Yeah. Baby corpse. Yeah. I uh, I also gotta. I just have to jump in and say I love that he. Call- the bad dude thing is uh, mm-hmm. still ever strong. So, yeah, it, it, oh, yeah. it lives great. a lot. Um, I'm just skimming through a list to see if there's any uh, whoppers. Oh, yeah, there's like the guinea the guinea pig movies. I've like never really watched those from start to finish. Mm. I think I've heard of those, but yeah, no they're just they they live on their reputation. Have Have you seen yeah. any of the guinea pigs, Jared? No, <laughs> I, I I I don't. I, I don't have any plans on, no. on seeing on well, seeing them. It's kind of like I don't know. It's not that the far best. off from like was it uh, Samurai Dreams from Video Videodrome? It's kind of like that those vibes. Yeah, yeah, Ugh. yeah, for sure. Neck or good. I mean, I've seen those Necromantics. Those are uh, those are fun. Yeah. Oh, what is but, this though? Scrapbook from Eric Stans. Um, hmm. Yeah, Serbian films like not even that bad. Oh, 
Adam Ford's did you, did you say Serbian films not that bad? It's not that bad. It's just like a Brian De Palma movie, but then it's got some like kind of gross stuff content wise. But it's actually like mm. it's just like watching like a thriller. I, I don't know, man. I've heard about that one scene. Doesn't sound too good to me. Not, not too, not too nice. Well, it's, uh, I think Men Behind the Sun has it beat. Oh, okay. That's got some. Uh, I'm not going to look into that. No. Yeah. Not no. Good, bad things happen to animals. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Bad things always happen to to everyone Ooh. in these movies. RJ two parter. Uh oh. What's your brew of choice, and what's a movie that still actually scares you? Maybe it's because I saw it when I was a kid, but the changeling still skeeves me out. Keep on keeping on, Joe. Well, thanks, Joe, for writing in. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate uh, his call, the call to arms that he uh, threw down for us with the um, uh, seeing that we didn't have any email. So that was good. Um, yes, as all, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you're, you're kind of the same, right, Jared Berg? I think we've tricked a lot of people into uh, either emailing or coming on just, uh, you know, Get, getting people to feel bad somehow. Yeah. Getting people to feel <laughs> bad generally. Yeah. yeah. Guilt that, them. That's, that's our shtick. Uh, my brew of choice as always, I'm uh, always rocking a, a nice cold Pabst blue ribbon. Um, I don't like the heat that this gets. Uh, I used to get called a hipster a lot, which I always thought was total horse shit because uh, Clint Eastwood drinks this. It's an old man beer, and it's good, and I like it, and I don't drink anything else. Uh, I've uh, long had conversations with like a friend of the show, Ryan Nagel, about this. Um, there's a musician we like, Mac DeMarco, and he talks about like IPAs and stuff like that, and he's like, it's, like, it's too heavy. It's like a meal. It's like, And he goes, his goal for drinking is to drink as much as fast as he can and you can't do that with like a real fancy beer you need stuff like this because then you can yeah. just it's you can just drink it like all night and you're you don't have an issue i don't know do you do you indulge jared burger or are you uh like jared and don't drink? i i do indulge and uh as of uh the last time i was on the podcast i was not of american age drinking ah, age but yeah, now nice. but uh, but now i am so now i can uh, you know Speak about mm. that publicly on the internet to live forever, you know. Yep. <laughs> and so um, what's your drink of choice? Uh, tech, uh, I I do like that that Paps uh, Blue Ribbon, and and oh, yeah. that's uh what what is that that that's a uh, Frank from Blue Velvet's mm-hmm. choice? Is that right? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You go but, watch that commercial uh, I, for PPR that they did with him. It's it's amazing. I'll send it to you later. <laughs> oh, oh, I haven't seen that. I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to check that out. But um, my, my, my drink of choice as of now is um, Shiner ha- or Shiner Block, which is a Texas. Uh, it's really popular here. I don't know if it's super popular outside of this this state or even mm-hmm. the states, you know. But um, it's, uh, it's. Uh, they have a really good um, like Mexican beer. I think they just call it shiner cerveza Mm -hmm. it's uh it's really good it's just really light and you know i i like it (laughs) and sounds uh, good yeah uh one that i i just we went bar hopping the other day uh just on my trip to austin and i had this beer that was like peanut butter and jelly (laughs) really weird it is so fucking thick you know and it was like it was almost like syrup. It was so bad, um, <laughs> but it tasted exactly like that. And uh, you know, you just saying 
yeah, I lighter, lighter, the better, um, you know, up until a point, you know, I still like the chocolatey, you know, like, you know, yeah, once uh, in a while stuff, you know, but like, don't, don't go crazy with, <laughs> you know, all that, all that, you know, the thick shit, you know, I, I agree. It, it's just, yeah, I don't mind it once in a while. It's just, you can't, you can't do serious drinking with that. So mm-hmm. what do you do? I'm glad that you, uh, you waited until you were of legal age to talk about uh, <laughs> drinking on here. But uh, I guess we should Absolutely. have asked before you came on the podcast if you were of legal age to be talking to us on the podcast because we don't want to get arrested or mm-hmm. anything like that. We probably should have screened you beforehand. No. Do you do that, Jared, during uh, your your screenings? Do you do you make sure that they're of legal age to be here? I, I make sure they uh, send their driver's licenses. Yeah, social insurance. From their parents. and Yep. Yep. Keep it nice and legal, especially when nice you're crossing uh, you know, international borders. Yes. <laughs> get, <laughs> Interpol, get involved. That's a yeah, international well, felony. This is an international podcast here, you know, worldwide <laughs> phenomena. Yeah, we, we are a global phenom, and it is, uh, it's, it's important that people know. It's important. I mean, it's one of those things like after a time, you know, everyone loved us and then eventually the the dime turns and then soon we're being brought up on uh, corruption charges. Um, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, it'll happen. But until then, let's talk about movies that scare scare me, uh, apparently. Um, I think the only one that actually like to this day I still think about is uh, Martyrs. I don't know if it would like leave the effect on me as much but uh i'll make sure to bring this up again next week when oliver granger is here because i know he <laughs> loves talking about martyrs uh but that one did like I, I think i've mentioned a few times but my roommate like he wasn't right for like three days after we watched that he was just in a weird state and i was like yeah that's that's a rough one um movie that scared me now i don't know sometimes sometimes things like surprise me where if i'm watching down in my basement alone like i i will get like a little Little, little goosebumps, you know, a little chill. Um, one that, one that, this one's weird. I, I was trying to look at movies I've liked recently. There's one scene in that, uh, where is this? Where was this from again? I think it's South America. That movie, Terrified. Oh yeah. Uh, on Shutter. Uh, where was this from? Uh, details. Uh, Argentina. Uh, so there's there's one scene in this movie that actually like. Uh, like when I was watching it down downstairs, uh, I think Andrew was gone that night. She was staying at her sister's or something. I was like, I'm scared. <laughs> and I, I had to, uh, after I watched it, I had to stay up and watch some, uh, like a cartoon or something. Cause I was like, this is spooky. Put, put on some Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. I, I needed to, uh, to do that for a while. But, uh, you know, a movie scared the shit out of me was, uh, the ring. Cause I watched that when I was like 12 years old oh. in theaters and it was that movie scared the living shit out of me. And like, I don't, I don't think I've ever watched it since. Like, uh, I was like twelve or thirteen. I should probably rewatch it because I think it's, I think it's good. But uh, that one really got me. So that's that's my take. I don't know if you guys want to throw in any any two cents into this bucket or whatever. That's that's all I got. No, that that bucket's full, man. For for you, for sure. Yeah. Uh, what about Jared Berger? Do you got a movie that uh, scares you? Or are yeah. you generally scared? Uh, I I don't often get scared in movies yeah. just because I don't know. Uh, well, you know, I think it takes uh, there's a several I think just like a couple criteria that you know like really scare me. Um, mm-hmm. The like the Catholic guilt, anything that's like oh, yeah. witch based or devil based yeah. or possession based, right? Like 
mm-hmm. that stuff gets me and the stuff I remember um, really being like impactful um, as above so below was like I, I really liked well I, that's like it's weird if, if it scares me a lot then I really like the movie you know which I guess it's like the horror you know mm-hmm. thing right you know I'll go back to it and stuff right and yeah. like uh, the Vovich I like you know uh, or, Vovich, or yeah, yeah Vovich yeah the Vovich, nice. <laughs> and uh, then on the flip side like things like I don't know Eraserhead and Fantastic Planet where it's yeah. like you know like these like almost like I don't a, a, a different kind of you know like scary I guess but I guess you guys will talk about those two movies in fucking 12 years or whatever <laughs> well Jarrett will for sure I, I've mentioned many times I'll probably be dead by then but he'll, he'll have a maybe you can do it Jeopardy style where you have a different host every week Jarrett and you have a contest mm-hmm. to see who will eventually take over for me when I'm dead do you think maybe uh, Jordy will be available Jordy of a Forge? Yeah. He might be. My money's on Spirit Gamer, to be honest. I think Ooh. he's going to come in and take take over here, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Beautiful. Uh, no, th- th- yeah, those are good picks. Good picks. I like it. Nice. You like it a great deal. I like it enough. No. <laughs> I don't want to say any more than that. I like it enough. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, let's, 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 see, let's see how Shane Gordon feels about that. Shane O'Mac. Holy shit. Shane O'Mac throwing hands. Flash, ah uh-huh. savior of the universe. Sure, sometimes. Hello, creeps. Been quite a while, but I'm back and caught up. Just listening to the Gate of Flesh episode on the bus home from night shift. This will have me caught up and looking forward to the new episode for my drive back to Creepsville after tonight shift. <laughs> oh, fucked him! Fucked him again, RJ. All I've ever wanted to do was get other people to feel the disappointment and misery that i have so yeah. welcome to the fuck, rest of your fuck, life fuck your birthday fuck your your drive back your long your drive shift. You're in silence now yep. you're, now you're gonna fall asleep yeah, yeah and just generally fuck everyone no yep. just in general just my fuck god em. my god i'm not happy you can't be is what i'm saying wanted to see if rj has played the banner saga trilogy after learning of his turn-based oh. game fandom I really enjoyed it and recommend it. I also think he should give The Witcher 3 another shot, as that game was in my top five of all time. Maybe he will like the update they are doing to bring it to the next-gen consoles and allow your Geralt to look like Henry Cavill. Uh, I mean, I don't know about that. Uh, so the Banner Saga, I actually, uh, I really, I really goofed. Uh, I just checked on uh, Amazon. It used to, for Switch, it used to be like $24 or something like that. But I just checked and it's like $44 now. And I'm like, oh, uh, I haven't. But uh, I do know about it. And I was, I was trying to get it on sale one time. But it looks like I, uh, I really beefed that one, Jared. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and I, in terms of The Witcher, I know everyone really likes it. It's just like, I can't. It's, it was just too much investment for me. Like, there's so many mechanics and, like, things that, like, pair off with other things. Just too much. And I uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll try it again. But even, um, like I was saying, with XCOM, XCOM is already, like, it's a little bit too much. Like, I don't know if I'll actually get through it all the way to the end. I really like the turn-based stuff. It's just, uh, like, every little thing, like, throws something off. And then I'm like, oh, it's too hard. 
I just want something easy. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe I'll try. We'll see. We'll see. You, you, you're Have you played you, the... What? Are, are you going to give uh, Witcher 3 another shot? No, that's what... Uh, well, that's what I mean. I might, but... Okay. I, I don't know. I'm I'm on the fence. Jared, Jared Berger, do you give a crap about these games? Uh, I I don't play a lot of video games, no. So I I, I don't know. I, I I've heard of Witcher, of course, with like the whole Netflix mm-hmm. uh, stuff, but yeah. um, no, I, I I'm not too on top of that stuff. Video games for me take up too too much time, and yeah. when I have more time in my life, I will uh, certainly I'm not opposed to them. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, that's exactly like what I mean. It's uh, I I can't I can't play every night and stuff like that. So I can't the games that you have to like be involved with and like keep track of stuff and like really know in and out. Like it's not it's not as easy. I just need something I can jump into. Where like uh, I don't know that where I'm at in my life. That's that's more my speed right now. I I don't have a entire weekends where I can put down like 50 hours in one game anymore. I used to, but uh, you get older, right? Mm-hmm. It happens. It happens. Um, Shane continues. That update to The Witcher brings me to a question for you guys. What do you think of the changing of comics, games, cartoons, etc. to match the look of movies when they get popular? I've noticed a lot of the Marvel cartoons and games have changed to adopt the look of the actors from the MCU. I'm assuming their comics have as well, but I haven't read a Marvel comic in decades. I personally am not a fan of these types of changes. Have a great show, and hopefully I can stay caught up this time. Shane uh yeah i guess we'll try <laughs> we're sure trying yeah and you know sometimes people are like i want to stay caught up with the podcast and it's like you could just stop listening too <laughs> that'd be that's also an option <laughs> i don't know maybe uh, that's just us so uh, any thoughts on this uh i don't know movies become popular and they're like hey let's make our comic look like that thing for the movies so people will buy our crappy comics well, I'm I'm gonna throw it to Jared Berger, but one of the things I hate the most is uh, movie posters for book covers. It is one of my most like no one, I, no one likes that though. I know it's just, and I think that's in the same kind of same uh, wheelhouse where it's just like redoing things to make it. Uh, I don't know. Now it's a, a little goofy. Now a major motion picture. Yeah, and it's like I don't care. I wanted the book. So there's man. the um that uh, tales from the loop um tv oh, yeah. show so those are based on these like art books mm-hmm. and uh like so amazon started publishing i think the first book and they just like right on top of this like really nice like kind of realist looking uh landscape with like robots in the horizon they put this big gross label now an amazon original series <laughs> it's just like oh great and like nobody wants it so like the version that doesn't have that does go for like hundreds of dollars because it's like out of print because nobody wants the amazon cruddy version that's like 20 bucks mm-hmm. yeah i'm not i'm not about that what about you jared Berger? do you think that we should uh re- rewrite history and get um chris evans and uh i don't know comic books <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I, it's weird, right? Because yeah. I'm, I'm very on the same page with that whole like, uh, you know, the the book covers and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But um, I, I think for the comics, like it, it might work. The the only yeah. comics I were like big into were like, you know, the the Spider Man ones. Um, mm. You know, growing up, we well, I mean, those are 
of popular, I guess, but we just had the reruns like mm-hmm. mailed in, and so that that was that was a fun uh, you know thing uh, mm-hmm. growing up. And like, um, I guess I I don't think I would care too much if uh, I think I care more about like the art style than I do like how the character like actually looks, right. you know, like um, if it's like I don't know. I, I think that's kind of where I am on that wheelhouse. And mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. this is sort of um, like, uh, like I, I, I'm whenever we're talking about the covers thing, I kind of think about like the, how like criterion changes or not changes covers, but like, you know, they have new covers and all that stuff. Right. And uh, it's interesting because like, I'm fine with that, you know, like that because they almost always like, you know, look, you know, really nice and all that stuff, uh, you know, unless, you know, you start digging earlier into their work or whatever, right? But um, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I feel like it's just attention to detail, you know, like all those book publishers don't have enough time to just like, just left the poster on it and, you know, we'll mm-hmm. be fine, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to share. So this is kind of like, uh, what is it? I'll send it in the chat. Uh, this is the poster. Or sorry, the the DVD art that they use for the uh, Albert Brooks movie "Defending Your Life." So uh, a friend of mine was just like horrified <laughs> about this because they're like, "Why? Why are they? This thing nice. is so ugly. Why are they using that?" But I'm like, "Well, I think that's like the what the original movie poster art was." And sure enough, I looked mm. it up and went, "Yep, that's exactly what it was." So it's kind of curious that like they sometimes use the poster art or like in fact or something close resembling that for some movies and then the often more often than not criterion completely reinvents it and puts their own stamp mm-hmm. on it but so i was kind of curious that this one because this is probably like this was a studio movie and they probably had to do a negotiation to do it maybe one of the things was like maybe they're like man you, you can't beat perfection you know <laughs> it's mm. like and you're like okay <laughs> maybe they're out of their minds but um that, that's one that's like recently jumped out at me is like being just like mm-hmm. off I mean, like, they didn't do that yeah. with uh, Lost in America, like the other Upper Brooks movie. They replaced it with, like, the image of, like, the, the couple with their heads in, buried in the sand uh, in the desert. Because they're lost in America, their heads in the sand. Because mm-hmm. uh, it definitely beats the original art of that, which is, uh, I think, worse than uh, Defending Your Life. But I don't know. Uh, yeah. I guess, like, I'm trying to think of, like, let's see if I'll send that one your guys' way, too. So mm-hmm. maybe it's a little is that cropped? I don't care. Uh, anywho, no, it's it's, cro- it's cropping a touch, yeah. a touch. So I think of like if you have like Tob Huddleston who's now being cast as Loki whenever he shows up in a Marvel comic, it's kind of like because like that movie look is bad compared to like in, in a comic you make things look like anything you want, which is why mm-hmm. I uh, I had no idea until someone told me this week that uh, Richard E. Grant is old Loki in the Loki show. And yep. I was like, holy shit, that's amazing casting. And mm-hmm. th- then I also saw that he's wearing like the old Loki outfit with the yellow horns and like green suit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, that's even more amazing. But like, I, th- I feel like people actually do like that contrary to, uh, uh, Hollywood executives saying, nah, it's not going to sell. It's not realistic. <laughs> I mean, I think that's what they were trying to do here. Right. Like they opened the door to like, uh, all the different variations because there's also like kid Loki and like girl Loki and then alligator Loki. So I think it's like things that have popped up in comics before. And this is like they're out where it's just like multiverse because that's where they're going now anyways. But uh, yeah, like all mm-hmm. those 
tra- even that WandaVision, Jared, they had like um White Vision. Uh, no, not him. Uh they had um their original costumes. Like I remember I saw a picture, it's supposed to take place during Halloween, and they're wearing the traditional vision and uh scarlet witch costumes and like i think people i think people are actually liking it it's just like they'll only do it as like a a a one-off thing in this tv show like like you said where the producers like no you can't put that in a real movie and it's like i don't know it looks pretty good people (laughs) seem to be into it galactus has to be a cloud parallax has to be a cloud a cloud yeah fucking cloud monsters (laughs) But Parallax was kind of just like a big bug, anyways, wasn't he? Well, yeah. I mean, eventually, like a big sell, yellow bug. They, they, they sell yeah, Jeff Johns and uh, I don't know if Ethan Van Skyver was in on those meetings, but they're like, make him a bug. I don't, I don't. I make him a bug. I can't remember. Well, when Jeff the, Johns was I, when, it, when I can't remember when the Parallax bug was revealed, but uh, yeah. yeah. Well, Jeff Johns was also the producer on the Green Lantern movie, so he was also in the meeting yeah. going, make mm-hmm. him a cloud. It makes way more sense. People won't buy it unless it's a cloud, a nebulous cloud of color. Yeah, because who doesn't like nebulas? Who doesn't? <laughs> I'm thinking about one right now. Wow, look at you go. <laughs> That's it. I didn't have anything else to add there. I just Awesome. What were you talking about? I don't know. Uh, we have Jackson. Actium Jackson Maximus? That's right. An email. Hello, creeps. Despite the rumors, I did not perish in the heat dome that hit Washington. I've finally gotten around to getting back into the habit of watching the films for the week and thus finally have the initiative to step away from the brackage films and do some good old fashioned creeping. Wow, 300 spines. What a journey it's been. I'm looking forward to Jared Francois Rancis. Fudge Duncan's ranked list. As far as my favorites from this recent batch of 100 spines, Videodrome and Life Aquatic are easily the best, but of the new discoveries, there were those Cassavetes, that Red Circle, and of course, Ingmar Pervman's The Silence, though I found him to be the Jean Renoir to my criterion griefs. Nice. What are you looking forward to in the next 100 spines? For me, Equinox looks pretty good, and of course, there's going to be a few good rewatches. Have you heard of this new Nick Cage movie, Pig? I think it'd be a good talking point for the creeps sometime soon. Keep up the great work, Actium Jackson Maximus. Yes, Equinox, mm-hmm. Esquilax, Esquilax. <laughs> um, Why, well, man? It's good to hear that he didn't go out during in mm-hmm. the heat dome because we were worried. That this is the first we heard of Actium Jackson Maximus in months. All I see, all I, all I see is those. Uh, one star reviews coming in yeah, for every movie. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that doesn't sound. Uh, or yeah, I mean he's he's just got to get to the good movies like uh, <laughs> the complete Mister Arkadin, which I know Jarrett's super thrilled about, right, Jarrett? Oh baby, I've got it. I've got I've got a hard copy, baby. I know. Look, look at you. You're you're right there. Uh, I'd say in the next hundred, the only one I'm actually maybe excited for is uh, the Barbette Schroeder's uh, Coco. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I, I I like uh you I like, like gorillas. You, you like you like talking gorillas. I do. Yeah, I, I do Ooh. like talking gorillas. What's their look? So I'm, I'm excited yeah, for that. Too. I'm looking forward to. I've been re- nine now. Uh, the Virgin you, you Spring. Also, yeah, sorry. I, I... <laughs> sorry. Go ahead, Jared. I I I I just wanted to. Yes, I'm I'm also looking forward to that gorilla one. That 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 seemed yeah, Coco. That that seemed good. You know. Yeah. 
It does sound good, man. I know Jarrett's seen it already, but uh, I haven't seen it, and uh, I've wanted to for a while, and I was like, man, that sounds good. I've, I've never seen Coco of the Talking Gorilla. Really? I thought you did. Oh. I, I, I did see Project Nim. Oh, you know what? I'm confusing this with the other pot movie podcast I do. We're doing oh. Criterion in reverse order, oh, so you're, we started you're, you're at almost a, done. a thousand. Yeah, we're almost done. So, uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, we're, we're almost there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say Coco, and then uh, you guys can, uh, you know, do as you boy, feel. Oh, boy. Well, this is, uh, I don't know, man. What about symbiopsychotaxoplasm? <laughs> that oh, sounds pretty cool. cool. I'm dying to watch <laughs> it. No, th- th- there's some good ones. There's some good movies here. We got, yeah, uh, we eight, got eight, well, movies. wait, so back, so Spine 396. So what's that like? Two, oh, Ace two, in the two, hole. two years from now, Ace in the Hole. Uh, yeah, w- w- Woman in the Dunes in the Face of Another are both awesome. So that's like some that's a reward. A uh, hundred movies from now, mm, uh, yeah. we'll get to watch Le Jeté for the podcast. Mm. Army of Shadows. I get to rewatch Vengeance is Mine, which is uh, I remember being really good, but we'll we'll see if that holds up. Uh, we got some Paul Robeson box set. We got that Monsters and Thieves. Monsters and Mad Men box set. Hmm. Uh, I know you're really excited for kicking and screaming from Noah Bomback, right? Mm-hmm. Big Noah Bomback guy. Actually, I, I, I know for a fact that uh, Shane O'Mac w- uh, might want to do that episode. But it's, well, it's, it's, even, he I, mentioned now it's it's in contention. It is in contention. That one is. Yep. With another Jeez. movie. Oh, like uh, from, that he from, is from deciding a, about yeah, or someone a, else is also? Uh, no, no, it's, it's him. It's that or, oh, okay. or a movie actually by a, directed by a famous uh, Texan filmmaker. Oh, that's going to be, yeah, Spine 336, I think, right? Is that what you're talking about? Uh, correct. Yeah, that's going to be a, a hot commodity. We'll see. Yeah, that one's going to go on. That's going to go on the auction block. <laughs> Yeah, we should we should have an auction for that one because I because I mean Jared Berger I'm sure would be interested in Dazed and Confused as well. It takes place right in your back uh, back door. Oh, I would be. I would yeah. be. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe we'll be the first podcast to have an actual online auction to uh, be a, a that that host. that is definitely not the first time that's ever happened. We're gonna be the first podcast oh, okay. to ever talk about uh, any movies in general that too uh we're kind of, we're kind of trendsetters over here we're kind of doing our own thing <laughs> i just want to mention to folks that rj has like a gloss to his face uh i'm not sure that's not healthy it's like he's been he's been sprayed with like a gloss varnish i honestly dude like this was uh it's as bad as the week was for you which i do understand like, and, like mine is all self-inflicted which is my own fault but like staying up all night three days in a row really fucked me up mm-hmm. and then like and then going out and drinking for two more days like, uh, <laughs> oh i'm sorry <laughs> i know i'm well that's what i mean it's like i can't complain i'm mm-hmm. I, I did it all to myself so it's just uh <laughs> but, yeah I'm, I'm in a bad place that's yeah. all i'm saying yeah did you notice I had to shave even, Jared? Oh, I did. I did first notice. Time I haven't had a mustache in like four years. It's a good thing you're doing it during the summer. You got, you got yeah. time to grow it back. I did it for Hollywood, man. I did it for Hollywood. When wow. I get my big break, I'll, uh, I'll remember you guys. Okay. And your mustache. <laughs> yeah, I'll bring it back. I'll get it back. Did I... Did I... What do we got here? What do we got here? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna. I'll. I'll uh, I guess I could post my top 300 list here any minute. Yeah, hit it. 
we could talk about it live or just let it let it die. Uh, we should also address though this this Nick Cage pig film. Yeah, it looks good. Uh, good. Yeah, but I someone was telling me about like what what goes on in it, and it kind of turned me off the movie cold, like completely. Isn't it like okay? Uh, I I saw it or I saw the preview. I was like, oh, that looks good. But I bet there's some animal stuff in there which I don't like. But I also someone said it's like a really somber, like sad story. I like it's not. I don't know. What did you hear that turned you off? Uh, so spoilers for like a lot of the world that has not seen Pig. But oh. it's like, but no, apparently it's like John Wick esque in the sense that it's like a world of chefs, like they're like tra- uh. tra- trained, like and like ridiculous or some shit. That's that's a little silly, but okay. Yeah, that made me go, what? <laughs> I don't know. All right, well, I, we'll maybe see. maybe I was lied to. This is like, uh-huh. I, I hear things, you know, I hear leaks. Uh, uh we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I'm I'm interested. I just uh I better check on uh does the dog die. I better look up uh mm-hmm. Well this is this, the, I mean, this is John Wick with a pig, but I think the pig's okay. Yeah, I know, but I still I don't want to see anything happen to that pig. Do you okay. Jared Berger, do you ever use Does the Dog Die? Because it's my favorite website. <laughs> no, that sounds I I can I think I know what it does, but <laughs> I'm that that sounds like a good resource right there. I don't think it would I think maybe uh, I don't know. My my line on that stuff is a little bit more uh, more forgiving than mm-hmm. RJ, but I'm on. I think I, I'm on RJ's side. You know that that's uh, uh, <laughs> RJ side. That stuff can quickly. Yeah, that, what's that my side? Quickly. Wait, I'm I'm over here. Hey, stop it! Stop! I'm stomping on animals' heads over here. <laughs> basically wow okay basically, yeah. i see how it is all right all right cool a team team animal death here my list is live my list is live rj has taken the more hard has taken the more hard stance i yeah. i will say uh, it's not a secret <laughs> yeah i i will i will be the lorax for the animal violence i'll speak for them and uh <laughs> So, uh, based on my website, does the dog die? This is not a movie for me. Okay. So there's a there's some there are a few tags in here. This this site too, it's got the craziest shit on here. Like it's always yes or no, and it's like, is yeah. an animal abused? Does the dog die? And then here's a few other que- possible questions on here. Is there shaving? Yes or no. Is there amputation? Does someone's head get squished? Is there a seizure? Is there toe mutilation? Uh, is a child's toy destroyed? Like, what? The, like, who, who came up with this shit? I don't know. Anyways, I, I do like this site. It's got the interesting stuff on here. <laughs> is there a shaky cam? And someone said yes. Oh no. So if you uh, if you get nauseous from shaky cam, maybe pig is not for you. Oh, Jared, is there ableist language or behavior? <laughs> uh oh, Life Aquatic is uh is is verboten now. Uh, yeah, I, well, here, I, you, you guys keep talking. I'll look up Life Aquatic, and I'll see if someone, if anyone answered yes to the ableist language on this. There, it, well, but, it, it does, I think. Well, I just want to see if anyone's ever logged it on here. Like, uh, oh, see, it's probably for recentish movies, but I'm sure uh, some there's some Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson's got no, some... No, Life uh, Aquatic's on here. 
Yeah, no, okay. I mean, is it complete though? Is it going to be thoroughly uh, combed over? Let's see. Um, this, so far, it looks pretty good. Are there ghosts? One person said there's one, but most people miss it. <laughs> that I feel like that's not accurate. Did you guys think that there was a ghost in this movie? I mean, I guess we can talk. <laughs> We're most people, I guess. Yeah, I... yeah most most people. Yeah. Uh, I guess there's a deeper said, there's a deeper meaning that we just don't we just we're, it's just going over our heads you know uh, yeah maybe <laughs> so to the ableist language two people said no but to homophobic slurs five people said yes so you yep. so they 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 got them they got them they got them what are we talking about uh well my list is live I think that's it okay nice finally check. Sam Loveland. Oh, this the love machine himself. Food poisoning. <laughs> oh, oh you know what happened? You know, you know, did it finally get him? Did he oh finally get did, did, did his behavior catch up to him? Let's oh, find no. let's let's find out. Hello, creeps. Haven't mailed in in a while. To be honest, I just haven't had much to say or forgot what it was before I could write it down. I finally finished Gravity's Rainbow. What a book. Oh. While I'm not sure overall what to make of it, I think I liked it overall. I've been reading and thinking about it in the days since finishing it, and I've been listening to a podcast series about the book. Some good perverted stuff in there for all the Jarrets out there. Uh, I still don't buy it. I don't think anyone has ever read that book in the world. <laughs> I, I really don't. But uh, I'll go along with this just for the sake of the podcast. So I've also been watching a lot of the work of Brian De Palma as of late. He's quickly become one of my favorites. The sort of self-reflexive pastiche thing he does is really fascinating to me. And even on the surface level, they're super enjoyable. I saw Jarrett wasn't a big fan of Raising Cain, which in my opinion is one of his best movies. While I don't want to start a big argument, I'll just say I think the weird, absurd comedy stuff is both intentional and works to the movie's benefit, especially as a transparent deconstruction of De Palma's career and the thriller genre as a whole. Uh, has anyone here watched Raising Cain? No. Okay. I'm I don't know about J- Jared Berger. No. no. Okay. No, I have not. Uh, yeah, this movie either, like, there's some people who get it. Obviously, Sam, it worked for him. Man, I, man, I, I fucking hate this movie. It's it's so annoying. <laughs> it's just an annoying it's movie. It's annoying? Yeah, it, it bugs me. There's, like, a recut that, like, uh, some fans did. They, uh, Walter merged it, where they took the shooting script and they edited it together so it was in the original form. And it's played mm-hmm. more straight. So, I don't know. I tried watching that. I think it was on Vimeo uh, at one point. But, I don't know. Brian De Palma's weird for me. I think I think Untouchables is terrible. Uh, and his, like, Hitchcock stuff, it's very hit and miss. There's the good, mm-hmm. there's the good stuff. When it's good, it's really good. But um, some people, he works kind of the same way. Like, his, it's like him and Argento are both kind of the... You know, the, the sons of Hitchcock in terms of, like, their influences mm-hmm. and, like, super stylized in, like, a way that you wish more movies were stylized instead of, like, stripped out, desaturated uh, Hollywood movies that exist. Or, or everything's, like, that somber A24 vibe uh, that is, like, is everywhere. Like Pig? Like, I'm sure Pig has. Uh, yeah. But that's the one thing that uh, old John Wick had going for it. It was, it was very uh, bombastic. It felt like a movie from a different era. Like you know, the the two thousands, 
as opposed to <laughs> 2018. <laughs> what a, what a, what a <laughs> difference, but I don't know. I don't watch enough of this stuff to mm-hmm. really say. And yeah, reason came though. Yeah. I, I, I guess it could work. If you uh, but I mean, maybe. Yeah. I got no, I got, I got no argument here. It's uh, mm-hmm. I'm glad you like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, Sam concludes, uh, to briefly dip into our favorite topic, food, on Monday, Ooh. I made the mistake of eating Burger King for the first time in years. No, don't be bashing the Burger King. The reason I say mistake is because a few hours later, I came down with terrible food poisoning, cramps, chills, headache, throwing up, mm-mm, and of course, mm-mm, mm-mm. feverish hallucinations that kept me awake until 7 a.m. the next morning. Moral of the story... Don't eat Burger King. Anyways, have a good oh. show. Not a great one. Good. Whenever, a good whenever one. you end up having it, Sam Slam Love Machine Loveland. Well, I appreciate his email, but uh, I will not stand for the Burger King bashing. I've said before, people got to cool it on Burger King. Everyone's going after Burger King. It's it, There's a time and place for it. And, you know, it might not be what you need sometimes, but other days it's... It's all that you need, and it might make you feel better, Jared. So, I'm a Burger King guy, and you know what? I'm gonna stick to Sam. I might go get some Burger King right now. So I'll be back in an hour. I'll see you guys soon. An hour? Well, I, I live on the west side, Jared. The Burger King's way downtown. It'll take me the traffic. Traffic. <laughs> the tra- the traffic on a Sunday evening. Traffic? Yeah. It's like 20 miles from here. At least. What about you, Jared Burger? Are you a Burger King guy or not? Nah? Do you like yeah? Do you like food poisoning? I'll, I'll tell you what, I I was a big Burger King guy back in my youth, but I it sort of fell out of favor just because you know whenever yeah. you're whenever you're that young, it's just your parents deciding you know where you're going, and so they they cut out Burger King and McDonald's. Um, but since college, I've been picking up you know McDonald's, and I was about to pick yeah. up Burger King, maybe I'll wait a, a at least a week now. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. been years. <laughs> it's been years. Um, but I, I, I'm always, I'm always curious. You know what, what I would like, what I'll remember, and all that, all that shit, right? But yeah, the the food food poisoning from fast food <laughs> burgers that can that can. That can really get you. I I had a friend in high school who like, like, came back and like all their or not all there, but like in both eyes, like they had blood vessels popped out because and like yeah. they're all like bloodshot just because it was such an intense experience. <laughs> <laughs> that was a muya for you. <laughs> uh. I mean, some people have described our podcast in the same way. It's an intense, <laughs> intense experience. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get like physically ill just being anywhere near it. And then, uh, I mean, you know better than anyone. You're looking at Jared and I. Like, I'm sure that for a night, for a day or two, you're gonna have to do some serious rehab after this. Like, uh, getting your body, your mind, and your spirit back to a healthy, uh, a healthy place. You know, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. Was that all, all the emails? No, here? RJ, there's one more. Oh, shit. Who from? Justin Peterson. That son of a bitch. What's he up to? Sneaking in a double header. 
Hey, Jared and RJ, mm-hmm. and friend of the show and real guy Jared Berger. Mm-hmm. I can recall a time in college where I was so underwhelmed by my experience watching Ocean's 12 at the theater that I decided to sneak into another movie to make up for it. So I casually <laughs> strolled into Dennis Quaid's Flight of the Phoenix and had a blast watching that one. What kind Ooh. of movie theater hijinks have you all gotten into? I I have one very specific memory of going to see The Santa Claus okay. um, yeah. with my friend Mike. At the, and your friend uh, Tim Allen, Tim and Tim Allen, I saw mm-hmm. it, and the movie finished, and it became this like ordeal of waiting for um, Mike's parents to come pick us up, mm. and it was like going on for a really long time. So we just like walked back into the movie theater and started watching it a, a second time, and we, we didn't. Pay, and I don't think anyone cared. Like I think the person at the thing was like, "Ah, sure." It's like it better, it's like better for them to be in the theater, not just like hey, bugging me. And mm-hmm. like they're gone, and it's like so. That was about it. I don't know if that's high jinks enough though, but I, I've seen some high jinks. So, but I, I want to see if Jared Berger has any first, and then I'll, I'll tell you guys some tales of interest. Oh no, I, <laughs> I've got I've got a couple. All right, but uh, there was um, I guess the uh, one big one was like Justice League. I watched the original Justice League. Uh, in theaters for for some goddamn reason. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> and, I did too. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, I was disappointed. Uh, and then I decided to check out um, what was playing. It, it was Thor Ragnarok, right? So mm-hmm. sort of double header. Um, and I like that that Thor Ragnarok more. Um, yeah. But I'll I'll tell you what I like the the new Justice League more than I like Thor Ragnarok. So. Ah, it, nice. it borders it borders on that you know the, but that i you're talking, I about, the, you're talking that about that snyder cut thing yeah i'm talking about that snyder cut if i were to rewatch that i would just forego the last 45 minutes maybe yeah. even like an hour you know just like cut all those endings you know uh, everything else i'm i'm fine with on that thing but yeah and then there was um whenever my grandma took me to the theater um she I guess, um, well, like the old style theaters where you just buy the ticket, right? And you're good for the day, right? You know, she would do that and just like theater hop and we wouldn't tell her that that's no longer a thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so that was, those are the experiences, you know? So yeah, mm-hmm. let's hear our, <laughs> the, the hijinks that RJ alluded to. I mean, to be fair, not all like I I was just kind of a present in a lot of these situations. I wasn't really the uh, the main contributor, but uh, the the most recent one was I, I was ex- escorted out of the mall uh, trying to see Avengers: Infinity War with my friend. We were asked to leave, um, and this was like a couple of years ago. <laughs> uh, my my uh, my one friend um, he. Uh, he has a bit of a drinking problem and he's very open with that where he he's like he's just like yeah i'm an alcoholic uh but he's not like he's not disruptive i guess if that makes sense but anyways we're walking in and he he had a nice tea and he was pouring a bunch of vodka in it he's like i'm gonna drink this during the movie and i was like yeah do whatever you feel like dude i don't care uh but he was doing it and it was right beside the mall cops and they're like we're watching you and we're like uh okay and they're like you can't come in now and we're like oh we were going to go see a movie and they're like, no, you can't. So we, they, they walked, they followed us to our car 
And he's like, you better not drive. I was like, I'm not drinking. I was like, I'm driving. Like, So we had to drive around, and then we snuck in uh, the other way, and then we got in the movie theater, and we saw it, and it was fine. Uh, <laughs> wow, what a, that, what, what a foolproof system. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, Jarrett knows the mall that our movie theater's at. Like, those guys aren't trying that hard, but... Uh, uh, that one and then another one actually so I wasn't involved in this at all but it was a it was a pretty wild theater experience like um one time uh, when I was watching the fighter uh, with the same friend actually uh, some other dude in the back of the theater snuck in an entire case of beer and like not even cans like bottles like a like a 12 pack of bottles into the back and he was being really loud and disruptive and people were like telling him to shut up and uh, eventually someone like the the theater people did come and pull him out and he was he was like getting all mad he was like fuck you people fuck this place and some lady just whipped a full pop at him like from the (laughs) like in the stands like just like hammered this guy and he's like fuck you and they like walked him out and so like we missed like 20 minutes of that movie (laughs) but we were just sitting there like what is going on so that one was pretty wild but again like i wasn't involved in that one at all i was just kind of there for the ride which was uh interesting but yeah, I think that's all I got. Anyways. All right. Yeah. That, well, real quick. <laughs> that reminds me uh, that a very similar experience happened to me. There is a film festival I went to um, with our school, and uh, everything was fine. Uh, well, uh, at the beginning, there were some, like, huge disagreements with, like, the the judges were introducing themselves and they were like, oh yeah, we like anything but horror <laughs> and like all this stuff. And like, like two of the movies that were made were like very like horror genre, like specific stuff. So of yeah. course everyone from the cast and crew came down and like voiced their opinions quite, <laughs> quite, you know, like you should have one person, whatever, all that, mm-hmm. all that shit. Right. And then afterwards, uh, for the Q and A's with the um, with the filmmakers, right? There's this one fucking guy at the back of the theater who, like, hey, I've got a question. Fuck you, <laughs> and like, <laughs> and like, I like really calling out, <laughs> really calling this guy out, and like he, uh, I, he was probably, he was probably drunk or something, and like <laughs> the moderator was just like was just like do you like know each other like is this a bit and like the filmmaker was like no like i don't know who this guy is <laughs> and he was like yeah. escorted out from the theater almost violently so oh. Oh, that my. shit was really weird <laughs> that he would sit through the entire the entire experience and then have an issue with them you know so mm-hmm. I uh, I really like that. Hey, I got a question. <laughs> Fuck you. And you go, okay. Nice. That's funny. I like it. I like it a lot, Jarrett. Go to movie question of the week. Speaking of watching back-to-back movies in the theater, on another occasion I was disappointed by the original X-Men and then loved watching The Perfect Storm. So mm. what are your favorite disaster movies? I have not seen Volcano in forever, but I remember having a silly good time watching Tommy Lee Jones run from lava. And I've been putting off watching the towering Inferno for far too long. So I have a very vivid memory of watching Volcano in theater. 
because I don't know if either of you have seen it, but there's like the scene where it's like the, I think it's like the firefighter or something like that, like has like this kid and they're like on the truck and now the lava's like kind of gone under the la- under the truck and has like spread too far. And so mm-hmm. he like heroically jumps in like feet first into the lava so he can oh, toss yeah. the girl <laughs> to uh to like someone on the other side and he just like mm-hmm. slowly burns alive <laughs> It goes into the lava. It's just like horrifying. It's like fucked up and sad. And you're just, I like that. Yeah, I think that's how it went. Like it's probably not as like traumatic as my memory of it was. But I was just like, good god, when I watched Volcano. <laughs> uh, that sounds awesome. To yeah. be honest, mm-hmm. I think I think that sounds real awesome. <laughs> hardcore, uh, hardcore. Who wants to go? Uh, yeah. up, who wants to go up that way? You know. I, I would for sure. I, I remember when I was a little kid, we went to like Universal Studios or something and they, they had the, the volcano ride where you like went through and it was like um, uh, the walls were moving like you were in like a circle thing. And like I like we all got like super sick from it because it like made us all motion sick. We're like, we don't feel right. So that's volcano for you. Uh, what about? Uh, Jared Berger, do you have any uh, disaster picks? And then uh, I, I got a couple that are good, like Force of yeah. Nature, RJ. Yeah. I Mel like Gibson? that. Not quite. Not quite. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, I guess this is sort of the same. You know, this is the same time frame. I guess there's this like you know boom of you know the disaster movies, right? But like, I really like Twister. You know, mm. I uh, I I watched that. Um, at a uh, drive-in theater and that was really interesting because like we were watching it out of the back of the car and Mm -hmm. and it was windy and so that was like interacting like with us you know Mm -hmm. and then there's the scene in twister where they're at a drive-in movie theater i had never seen the movie before so that was a a very interesting experience where it was like not not interactive but it's like the the 4d experience type of thing yeah. you know um and that was that was fun but um yeah i mean uh, a night to remember i i really remember liking that one you know mm-hmm. all the way back what is that like it's like five or four or some shit like that night to remember <laughs> are you talking about uh, like that mandy moore movie no that's the uh, i, oh, that's, I a that's a walk like to remember one of the uh that's a, <laughs> That's one of the criteria. That's the Criterion Titanic. Movie. Oh, <laughs> yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. Yeah, yeah that movie's good. <laughs> that one's good. That, that, that's a good one. That's a good one. I, I do like that movie. I got it pretty high on my list, but yeah, good stuff. I forgot. I don't know what movies we watch in this fucking thing. I, I don't know if I like watching disaster movies. They stress me out. Mm. They, they they uh prey on my uh if they're well made enough they uh, prey on my empathy and i don't like mm. to see things happen to innocent people not, not, i not, know not, not a fan so i gotta watch like shitty slasher movies with like horrible people True. and bad things happening to them but those movies suck True. as well so i don't know is there are there are movies just not meant for me yes Yes. I, I would love to actually see uh, Deluge from 1933 the first studio produced narrative disaster picture that sounds kind of cool no, I yeah. So Twister uh, that came out when I was like six years old, and that movie scared me so much. Was it the Shania Twain song? Did it scare you? Oh, 
So, well, I don't know. You're six years old. You watch Twister. You think everywhere, every time you turn a corner, there's going to be a fucking tornado there. Like, that movie scared me a lot. Um, I remember when I was younger, I liked the the day the uh, the day after tomorrow. You know, with uh, your buddy uh, Dennis Quaid mm-hmm. and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. That was pretty cool. Uh, there's some bad ones though, man. I saw San Andreas on a plane once. I didn't have headphones, so it was just uh, I watched it without sound, and it was still really bad. I, I figured it out. I didn't need the I didn't need the audio. I was like, this movie sucks. What sucks. How, uh, who, has anyone ever seen speaking of Clint Eastwood the the no, no, sorry, that's a different movie altogether um, no the, impo- the impossible with Ewan McGregor yeah I haven't that's a tsunami one right yes yeah I have not okay isn't there like that one Clint Eastwood movie that is about like the monsoon that I'm thinking of it's not called the impossible well did he direct that one? No, he directed that one with Matt Damon, right? Here yeah. after. Where yeah. he's like a medium, but he's talking about talking to people who like died in a monsoon or something. That's I think that's the, what that movie's okay, about. That's what I'm thinking. That's the movie I was thinking of, and it's like for some reason crossed over into the impossible. <laughs> I think they I think they came out the same year and they were both like I think they were both about tsunamis. So yeah. I think that's what maybe. Yeah, which is strange. But so was it two thousand twelve? Uh, yeah, maybe. We'll find out. 2010. So, nope. Nope. I'm just... Well, it's close. It's close enough. I'm just, I'm just wrong. I'm just wrong. Um, Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about disaster movies, Jared? They are, uh, I mean, I, uh, looking at all these disaster movie lists, I haven't watched a ton, you know? But, um, the ones I have watched, I, I do like. So, maybe I'll... Maybe this is a subgenre I should dive into a little it's, bit more. It, I mean, it's summertime, yeah. right? That's the, that's the time to watch disaster movies. They're blockbusters. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Hell yeah. Speaking of burning, what would you consider the Uh-oh. best and worst slow burn movies? Two slow burns I remember really grinding on my nerves were Future Creep's Army of Shadows and Three Colors Red. Good ones that come to mind are A Ghost Story and Future Creep, My Dinner with Andre. I I prefer my mm-hmm. my dinner of Andre action figures. Thank you very much. Um, but oh, man, slow burns. I like both those slow burns that Justin mentions, and I like Ghost Story. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dinner of Andre. I think I watched that for the first time, and uh, I, I, it wasn't what I expected. <laughs> but I feel like half of the movies we watch RJ are slow burns. Most of them are, but a lot of them never actually burn. They just slow. They they, they just you in, you inhale too much smoke and then you pass out or die. You just uh-huh. your your enthusiasm for the cinematic arts died a long time ago. Too much long, smoke. long time ago. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I, I do like slow burns, but uh, this one I I uh, as soon as you said that you're like slow burns, I was like I can't really think of any to be honest. Like not really. I, d- I don't mind slow burns, but I can't think of any offhand. I don't know about uh, Jared Berger over there, if he's got any that he can... Uh, well, I'm looking at a couple of lists, and there's th- one list that has a rid- it has Black Widow on here. I don't think that is considered a... a I, don't, oh. I would not consider okay. that a slow burn. Okay, listen to I don't this. know how... <laughs> I mean, listen to this list but, here. Uh, oh. 
It, oh yeah. Well, the ones that I do think are slow burns, or the the yeah, the ones that I like, right? Um, I mean, I I already mentioned. I, it's weird. Like, a racer is kind of I don't know. It's it's a slow burn, but it's it's a short movie. So I don't know if like. I feel like there are better picks, you know, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, let's see here. Let's see here. Um, yeah, like, the, uh, I don't remember what you guys thought of the Blade Runner, the new Blade Runner movie. I don't think you guys liked it, but... No. We, we were so so. Yeah, but yeah. I thought that, that was okay, you know. Phantom mm. Thread is on here. I like, yeah, Phantom Thread's a great movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, Phantom Thread is a great movie. That's a... That's a that's a pretty slow um, pace, you know. It's just a scene, you know, plot point type of thing, and it's really well. Well, you guys talked at length about Phantom Thread, but yeah, it's a very well movie, a very well made movie. Yeah, and mm-hmm. um, gosh, bad slow burns. Bad. Sl- I'm sure that they're yeah, they're they're movies, but. Who, my memory goes these days. <laughs> You're getting as old as we are. Jared Berger is actually 48. He just never told anyone that. So that's it happens, true. Man. That's true. <laughs> yeah, it happens, man. Uh, yeah, movies. movies. Hey, Jared. Am I right? I'm just trying to look at what who who has the most boring slow burn movies. Like the descent uh, and Wolf Creek, <laughs> the Ten Cloverfield Lane. That is not a slow burn movie. Oh, people, this is that's why it's a worthless term. Sadly, yeah. it's just like you got to use it properly. But yeah, that's not, not great. Not, not for those movies. Uh, yeah. inter- oh, internet. <laughs> Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Squeak Wall. <laughs> oh. Hey, that's <laughs> it's a slow burn. It's not bad for children, it probably is. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Uh, foodie talk. What are your oh. thoughts on sushi and eating with chopsticks? I did not get a chance to eat sushi until college, and I like a variety of kinds, minus eel. And while eating all that sushi, I got plenty of practice with chopsticks, and now I have a couple pairs that I used to eat all my Asian cuisine with. Um, yeah, yeah I, I eat sushi, like, at least a couple times a week. Uh, there's a, a couple times a week. There's the there's the there's the sushi place right next door to the Yield Comic Shop, so I like to oh. s- support local. Get myself some uh, tuna rolls, and mm-hmm. uh, go to town on that. And uh, oh yes, I will use those chopsticks all day. Yeah, I chopstick the fuck out of some stuff. I love chopsticks. Yeah, even with everything. Y- even your steak. Yeah, you poke it on one end, you poke it on the other end, and you just pull. Mm. It's easy. Popcorn. I've actually, I, I've really wanted to start using chopsticks for, like, chips, like, cheesies and stuff, because I hate, like, cheesy dust for, like, my fingers. So I was like, what if I use chopsticks for this? It's, <laughs> it's very elaborate. <laughs> usually, usually what I do is I just hold the bowl up to my mouth, and I usually just kind of, like, knock it back into my, like, open mouth. Um yeah, I, I like sushi a lot. Uh, I did. I did take a break for a while. Uh, I was. Uh, I watched that Shark Water movie a while ago, and there's so much like grizzly animal abuse in that thing. Like the next day, Andrew's like, "Let's get sushi," and I was like, "I don't want to." I was like, "I don't want to right now." I was like, "I'll get it for you," but I was like, "I'm kind of done for a little bit." But yeah, big sushi boy, big sushi boy. I like that the spicy tuna, you know, big tuna. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, big tuna. What about you, Jared Burger? A lot of uh, sushi in Texas. 
Oh yeah. Well, yeah. We're we're into sushi. I I quite like it. Uh, my problem with sushi is that it's expensive, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I'm a college student, so yeah. you know it's a it's a, a whenever if my girlfriend's paying. Uh, wow. Then, <laughs> then what do you mean? Wow. Wow. Sushi. <laughs> what, what is this, RJ? Yeah, yeah. that's like that's one of my <laughs> these these mooching bums here. Yeah. I lived off of her for a long time, but I, I didn't think other people did that too. Yeah, you're in good, you're in good company, RJ. Nice, yeah. nice. I finally found one, Jared. Usually it's all bad dudes like you, but I found one. Yeah, <laughs> a good guy. Well, so what you gotta yeah. do is you gotta settle sometimes for the, some of that like uh, what I like to call highway sushi. You gotta go to like Seven Eleven where they've got their little sushi tray. You know what I mean? Why? But they they have it. It's a little bit of protein. You can get like a little bento box for what five bucks. I think food's a lot cheaper in the states too. Let alone living up here in Canada. My my God, RJ, the food prices. Am I right? I know the food prices are fucking ridiculous here. So a while ago at work, I went to like there's a diner downtown that just sells like breakfast stuff, and I went to get like a breakfast sandwich. And I thought like you know like just like bacon, egg, and a, and a muffin, English muffin. How what would you price that out, Jared? If you got that somewhere. Like an English muffin? Uh, yeah, like an English muffin. Yeah, eat both of you. What would you price out a breakfast sandwich? Just like egg, bacon, muffin. That's it. And cheese. What do you think? I'd say I'm 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 pulling up a Canadian like you know converter to Canada in dollars, you know. But I'd say like maybe four or five American dollars, you know. Okay. Jesus, um, that's that, that's pretty steep. So what what would you put here? Like two bucks? Oh, I know they're more than that. Like I'm I'm pretty sure that like your like a couple of years ago it was the case, but uh, four dollars for just and that's just for like a you know bacon and egg or yeah. Well, I mean mm-hmm. at like uh, Tim Hortons or McDonald's, you can get them for like four bucks. So I went to this like little like it's a vocal like like diner. Oh, this was, this have... was, this wasn't a Tim Hortons though. This was like a... no no no. This was, uh, you know, um, you know oh, the one that's uh, in the old Red Dog building, Jared. I won't, yeah, I won't yeah, say yeah, their yeah. actual name. Yeah. Uh, there was, but uh, so it's, I went my, there. My and favorite I was like, uh, Tennessee Williams character was from there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Um, so, uh, anyways, I, I got there and I was like, "Oh, I'll get a breakfast sandwich." I thought it would be like three, four bucks. It was like eleven dollars. Yeah, that, and like they didn't have prices right. on the menu. Mm-hmm. And I, I this, bought like that... I bought one for me and one for the guy I work with, and it was like twenty eight dollars. And I was like, "What the oh, fuck?" Oh, I was like, "Cause oh, and like it was too late. I couldn't say anything." Like it's like, but the point is, put prices on a menu because that wow. is well, shit. well, if they did, you wouldn't have bought it. Would have, wouldn't have you? No, I wouldn't have. Okay, but I don't know how that, they could be. Okay, I'm never going back. That, that's so. a that's a pretty hard hose job right there. Yeah, that, I am. I am never going back. So they job. they lost someone. They, I'm not buying local anymore. I'm going to fucking McDonald's every day now. You, you you can stand out front and yell to the sky their name. Yeah, I will. I will. Yeah. Well, uh, local creeps villains, you'll know. It's right on the corner downtown. It's the only <laughs> breakfast joint down there. So. Yeah, Red Dog, which which allegedly used to be a. Uh, some some sort of illicit business. <laughs> yeah, there was this there was this restaurant here, Jared Burger, <laughs> called Red Dog, yeah. and it was like um, like a couple years later, it like burnt down, but it was like <laughs> suspiciously burnt down, and then people think thought they were like doing like tax evasion and connected to like biker mobs and like all sorts of crazy shit. Yeah, <laughs> everyone was like, what? Yeah. Are, are, 
Our city's got a hundred thousand people, and so uh, when this happened, it was a, talk, a lot of people were talk of the town. It. Yeah, it was yeah, pretty wild. Yeah, I, yeah, I have a. There was one time I was in a restaurant with my family in Austin, and the uh, building started burning down <laughs> while we were in it. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and so our food was free. <laughs> wow and uh yeah we i i left with a, a little it was a um mexican food place and they got like the chip bat no one was hurt so you know we can make jokes about it and they had insurance and all mm-hmm. that stuff so i think it, they're they're up and running again <laughs> but uh yeah i've got the, like i've got like the chip basket still <laughs> and it's like i yeah I don't think that was I, if it was a suspicious burn down. I think I think it would have been in off hours, you know. <laughs> but very very interesting times, you know that. Yes, talk to the town <laughs> and sushi and sushi and sushi. Yes. So um, yeah, breakfast sandwiches are pretty good. Just don't don't pay uh, eleven dollars. It, yeah, I don't even know what was going on. I didn't get like anything extra or anything. I was just like, I'll get your breakfast sandwich thing. And I was like, all right. And you, then, you, get yeah. some, you get some coffees with that or something? No. Wow. No, it did, it did come with like a some like some fruit in there, like Ooh. a slice, like an orange slice and like half a strawberry or something like that. <laughs> was, it, was it served with <laughs> was it served with gold? <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess the the one thing was uh they're like, do you want bacon or sausage? And I was like, sausage. That yeah. sounds good. So maybe it was the sausage that they upselled me on. Oh, I don't know how, but they got you. They got me on the sausage, which is a story of my life. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I was I was thrown off by it. I said, this doesn't seem right, you guys. No, it's uh, you know, yeah, food costs are high. That's that's, yeah. that's the downside too. This not great. This economy. Hey, game, game, game talk. Would you consider yourselves big puzzle boys? My family is frequently building jig puzzles, which are not really my thing, unless it is a movie puzzle where I can help sort the pieces. Um, yeah, I, I don't. No, I'm not a puzzle person. Not at all. I was a kid. I, when, I was, when I was a kid, I was like, I had this wicked yeah. dinosaur puzzle that was like, I don't know. It felt like it was massive, but it was probably only like a couple hundred pieces. And uh, mm. I, I just love like picking up certain pieces and you get one that's like, oh, it's like a Tyrannosaurus head. And I just like look mm. at that and like, you know, ha- imagine hanging out with dinosaurs, thinking how cool that would be. I mean, that does sound cool. So, what uh, I used to be in puzzles. Uh, we tried a while ago, but uh, our cats are uh, dinks. And every time we, we like we couldn't leave a puzzle on the table, they'd come and eat it. Like our one cat would just eat the pieces, so and it's like we're not gonna like cover this up with like a a pan that, or something. Is that yeah. Winnie? Yes, it is Winnie. Of course, yeah, so, of course, it's Winnie. Yeah, Jared uh, got a a good uh, a good look at uh, my cat life over here this weekend, mm. and uh, yeah, she's a she's nuts. She's a nut bar for sure. Yeah, you you, you, you give a shit about puzzles, there, Jared Berger. What, how, how what's the what's the puzzle I, scene like in Texas? Yeah, good question. Oh, yeah, the puzzle scene in Texas. I doubt it's different, <laughs> but uh, I, I think uh, COVID made it more popular, you know. But, um, I, I, you know, I honestly. I like those puzzles growing up as well. I got to say, I can't imagine a more, like, boring, like, 
COVID hobby than puzzles. <laughs> like there's in so puzzling? There's, there's like I mean there's so many cool things in the world you could like do. <laughs> like putting a puzzle together is like so not my thing. But at the store there was like people who, who would call, "Hey, you guys got puzzles? You, you got any?" And it's like, "Uh, yeah, no." And then we started carrying them and people buy them off the shelf and it's just like, "Hey, it's, mm. it's it's a poster of a thing that you know." And people go, "Oh, I want to make that." You go, "Okay." All right. There's this one for it's like the original uh, D&D uh, red book artwork, which would be like a pain in the ass because a lot of it is just red. <laughs> so it's like probably very difficult to like, where does this go? Like there's nothing, there's no frame of reference beyond the actual physical shape of the piece. But I don't know. People like them. And I've seen uh, Justin's uh, posted some of the uh the, the photos of uh, the completed puzzles of these like giant things mm-hmm. with like movie posters, and there's like you know mm-hmm. like sixty posters all in one gigantic image. <laughs> but that uh, that sounds cool. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, not not, not over mm-hmm. here. Not my not my thing. Um, yeah, I, I, mini figs got to get painted. Uh, magic decks have to be built. Hey, do you prefer word searches or crosswords? crosswords by a long shot for me uh, i like both just depends what i'm in the mood for mm-hmm. the day of you know i've dabbled i've yeah. fucked around with both of those yeah yeah i'm i'm dyslexic so i don't <laughs> like either but if i had to choose <laughs> yeah it would be <laughs> it would be crosswords you know um i just have to have a dictionary with me you know <laughs> Uh, I'm 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 going to get you in the end, you know. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to stand for word searches. I feel like uh, they they get a bad rap. Um, yeah, word yeah. searches are fine. I don't know. It's it's they're 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 not. You don't require zero thinking of word searches. But if it's presented, it's like I can rip through this thing real quick. I uh, I just really like. What do you what What do you like out of these two things? I'm dyslexic. What a nightmare. <laughs> For a dyslexic person, a word search where the letters are all scrambled? What a nightmare. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. It happens. Yeah. It happens. Finally, congrats to Mr. Burger for him joining the Two Timers Hosting Club. And I am looking forward to some Wes Anderson talk. Thanks for the time, gents, and have a great show. Skull. Mm-hmm. So, that's it. Thanks, Justin. Thank you all. The emails... We, we oh, it took two for, hours. Yep, something like that. Not mm-hmm. too bad. Not too bad. Um, not bad at all. What are we not doing on this show? Oh yeah, movies. Hey, what? what you guys been creeping on this week? Nothing. Me neither. <laughs> I saw a show I'll, being filmed. You saw cool. a show. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yep. What about? Uh, but that's it. What about you, Jared Berger? You got any creeps over there? Do the heavy lifting for us, maybe? Potentially. Hello? Did Jared Berger... Sorry, I, oh. you guys cut out for a while uh, oh. on my end, you oh. know, but... Uh, well, what, what have you been creeping been on, Jared Berger? Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll hit through it real fast, all right? Um, yeah, no Justin worries. just asked the question, I think, last week about uh harry potter and i've been doing that that marathon oh yeah as of late and so i watched four five and six and sometime soon i'll watch us you know seven and eight but 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are those are. Uh, I thought I would. I on. I haven't watched them in a while. Um, you know, grew up on that, right? But you know, it's. Uh, I I like it a lot more than I thought I would on a rewatch. You know, so I'll I'll definitely put that into circulation. You know, going forward, right? But um, I watched um, uh, Minority Report. Um, I never watched that one before, oh. and that one was <laughs> interesting. It, I thought it was like uh, parts of it I very much like, and parts of it I thought were really uh, campy in a in a not so good way. I think the beginning chase, the beginning like chase with like mm-hmm. all the going through the city, sort of. It was just <sighs> a little too silly. All right, yeah, that's <laughs> not fine. not well made. Which yeah. is the where's the there's always the one that I think it's in the trailer and there's some of it in the movie I think where it's like Colin Farrell's uh, chasing down Tom Cruise and then he's like on um, like the assembly line of like some yeah. drone yeah. robots and then like yeah. they they make eye contact with one another and then Colin Farrell like punches his fist into his hand like oh I want to get you Tom Cruise oh it's the I last thing you. it's the last thing I do and it's like yeah that's uh that is that is camp <laughs> yeah yeah I, I, I see what you're saying. Keep yeah, go on. Yeah, and and the color well the color grading is I like that it's different like than like most movies, right? But I kinda wish that they like I feel like they were going for like a Blade Runner, like original Blade Runner aesthetic where it's you know, very like saturated and contrasty, you know, with like the mm. I, I don't remember the you know high key or I guess I don't know what the term is but yeah high contrast lights or whatever but it it just seemed like it was an afterthought for um, the Minority Report because it has those noir themes you know uh, in it mm-hmm. you know like all the all the government stuff and like government agents and all that stuff it, like it, you know. All that stuff was really good. I just wish that it was a little bit more motivated lighting-wise, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I, I overall, I, I only talk negatives on that one, but I did like it. You know, I'd, I'd rewatch it, you know. I might, I might just skip past the chase, you know. <laughs> that uh, The opening chase, you know. <laughs> yeah, the, the last time I watched it, I think I was really impressed how well the effects and mm-hmm. like realization of the world held up like it still looked like really good mm-hmm. but but i don't know maybe maybe no, this yeah, will change uh, in a short yeah. period of time too <laughs> no no i think i think like those what like crab things like yeah. crab robots like and like the i i really like the style of like the whole thing water stuff like a lot of it was like really good i think it just whenever it was like a tour of the city it lost me because i'm like anytime they went outside i oh think yeah it was a problem right yeah. the, the lighting yeah, all the wrong. interiors it was like yeah yeah because then it it i guess inside i'm looking at some stills right you know it's mm-hmm. it has like the soft focus thing with like high contrast it, it kind of works you know um it's just like whenever it's outside I guess they can't. I don't know what they were. Maybe they had some sort of different 
you know, I don't know. Maybe they had a different workflow that I'm, I'm not aware of, but maybe that would be interesting going into some well, some documentary. I feel like it's a time he would have been, because you know. uh, I'm looking at some of the shots too, and yeah, the outdoor shot of uh, Tom Cruise on the little pod that he jumps over onto the other one. It's like these like city mm-hmm. backdrops and it's green. It's like this weird mm-hmm. green, gray, blue thing. And it looks, yeah. But that was, hey, that was like the, that's what movies looked like. <laughs> like a ton of the movies looked like this uh, at that moment. It had this like desaturated mm-hmm. look to it. But like also, I don't know. They stopped it. They completely stopped doing it. That post matrix look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like Minor well, Report. I think it's good. Yeah. I, I always, yeah. I, I, I do know what you guys mean. Like, there's, there's some goofy stuff in there, but I, I like that movie. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, it is, it is goofy, but it has, yeah. I, yes, I think it's good. I, I just, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I, I know what you mean. Describe that. I'm still waiting for uh, my, uh, my cool technology like uh, Tom Cruise has got in this movie, where he's just like touching the midair with his tablets that are projected everywhere, the holograms. I'm like, I, I want to be that guy who like, just walks into my office and uh, it's a standing desk, and you're just like, I'm going to find all the facts. I'm going to get all the, my forensics. And it's just like, there it is, because I'm, I'm such a genius in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things I was just like I don't know it made me laugh even back in 2002 <laughs> just like these strange little like uh, tech things that uh, we're still we're still not there yet we're still not there well we're getting there man we'll we'll get there eventually is that a promise RJ no no it's a threat RJ will make it happen yeah it's not a promise <laughs> you, a you, well not him Elon Musk yeah, me, me and Elon go way back. We can make this happen. Yeah. 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 I want my standing computer desk with floaty images. No problem, man. So Give me be, uh, so it's like on 48 a, hours. Was it like on CNN with um, during elections? There's a, what's his head? One of the one, one of the silver hairs. They're just like touching screens and holograms, zooming in oh, yeah. onto uh, election uh, areas and how districts are voting. Mm-hmm. Not, not talking about gerrymandering ever. But you know, not yet. No, never. That's 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 not uh, polite conversation for a national broadcast. True, true. But I mean, few things are. Few things are like this podcast. Jared Berger, what else you've been creeping on? I'll 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 tell you right here. <laughs> um, I <laughs> I watched uh, uh, one hundred and twenty. Hours, which uh, I, I I did enjoy. Yeah. That was, that was a, 127 that was a, hours. That was an. Um, you cut out only. A a, oh yeah, one hundred twenty-seven hours. Okay. Yes, okay. I, yeah. Sorry for cutting out. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's. Um, I I really liked it. Um, I mean, I knew what was. I knew like the two like big parts of the movie. Right, he gets stuck mm. and then he has to like cut his arm off. Right. Yep. And so, like the, I, I really like how the the editing of this movie is like is I I was expecting like you know like this like you know like these montages to be super like you know um, I don't know I don't know what the word is but like super, super like fast paced but I really liked it and it was like you know it like I really played well with like. You know, it, it has the hustle and bustle, right? And then, like, 
obviously later right, it's a lot less of that because you know that it gives us more like isolation type of thing right and so mm-hmm. that played out really well i think and um just because like i knew he gets stuck right mm-hmm. the first 20 of this 20 minutes of this movie were hellish for me <laughs> because i was like like oh my god like when is he getting like get stuck right is it, is it this time? enough right <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like he's always like jumping, you know, between canyons and like going all whatever. And it's like, it made me so nervous. And when he got stuck is when I stopped getting nervous. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yes, this is, this is the movie now. I can, I can it's finally pa- palatable. <laughs> that makes, and that, that sounds exactly, I, I totally relate to weird. that. Hmm. Yeah. And, that's it's just so I, I it's not what i expected out of the movie but it was equally good to what i was expecting so i i did like it you know and um i like that james franco you know i think he could uh he can do the uh <laughs> i i i'm not I, I don't know what i i know he's accused of certain things i don't know what he's done so, i yeah. the accusations have been confirmed or whatever i don't know but he's a good actor (laughs) i i think uh for authenticity i think he really cut his arm off for that too which is pretty wild it's pretty bold yeah people don't know that but he did it for for the film so then then it was reattached right well yeah he's got those hollywood bucks he can't go on with no arm yeah he's like we gotta keep having this do this real yeah, he did it for real, and then they uh, they oh. figured it out afterwards. And no gonna, big deal. And I'm gonna go pester some ladies after with my new, really newly attached arm. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, this movie is good. I remember when I watched it a while back, I was like, oh god, this is gonna be an ordeal, isn't it? Like, I'm gonna have mm-hmm. a hard time watching it, but it's actually it's like a really smooth experience. Somehow, oh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's very watchable. Just like me. Yeah, and I remember people complaining about like how, like the camp, like him talking to himself, how forced it is. I guess right, but mm-hmm. I didn't feel that at all, and it was a, a slow thing. So, I you know if if you can, I I don't even think that you know I'm if the movie's not like the movie's not gory it's just impactful you know yeah like it's it's i i I had a very hard time during that that arm scene you know but i don't think you really see a lot it's just put together in a way that it's like you know really good you know so i definitely give it a recommend you know because it gives you that uh that good old that good old uh uh, I don't know. Eisenstein bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Montage. Yes. Yes. Of course. Of course. And then what I have here, right? Um, I watched this. Uh, let's see. You guys have talked about that. Those Beatles guys for a little bit. I watched this um, McCartney 321 because when I watched. Uh, uh, 127 hours it was like advertised to me it's like oh yeah i'll watch that it's a little mini series about paul's work <laughs> paul, paul, <laughs> and, paul. Uh, I, yeah i i'm 
I'm a big Beatles boy, so I really enjoyed okay. this. But I could see how it would be a, a slog for anyone else. And mm. as these really weird artistic choices that I did not enjoy, the film is shot like the all the interview stuff, which is the majority of this movie, is shot like super contrasty black and white stuff where the camera is always orbiting them. Mm. And it seemed kind of gimmicky to me and almost like a, a, a Netflix type of decision, you know, or like who is like, what can we do to like make this stand out, you know? Mm. And I think they also colorized like the, um, I think they colorized old interviews that were black and white. And Ooh. so I don't know what they were, I don't know what they were doing, but I think that's what was going down. And, and it was, that aspect was not enjoyable to me, but um, yeah, like the I guess the thing that they kind of do in this movie is um, uh, he's talking to this like uh, music producer, and they've got like the eight tracks uh, like in front of them, like the original ones for like all the songs, and they're like just like dissecting the songs, which is like I don't know, it's interesting because you know I I don't really like think of music that way you know like just think of it as like the final product but it's interesting to see it dissected after the fact like with like hear the tracks and um you know isolated you know it's funny because he, like you know paul gets mm. embarrassed and shit like that it's it's really funny <laughs> but um i wouldn't recommend it unless you're a big Beatles boy you know um what if you're not a big Beatles boy? And I, I don't, I don't recommend it. <laughs> okay. I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe one episode would be good. These things are like thirty minutes each, so and mm. there's only six of them, so knock that shit out. You know, it's really easy to oh, yeah. digest. You know. You know. Um. But my uh, when I think of Paul McCartney, all I think about is how he ruined a really great episode of The Simpsons. With his shoehorned in oh, cameo, yeah. and it just uh, mm. that's all I think about now. And you t- I don't even think about him as the Beatles. It's just Paul McCartney, and it's like the the vegetarian episode mm-hmm. with Linda, and uh, it's awful, awful ending. <laughs> Tofu dogs, man. Yeah, and, it, happens. it happens. It happens. It happens. Yeah, I will not. Yeah. I, I I won't be racing out to watch this as I'm not a. Uh, I, I like. The Beatles music just fine, but I, I don't care about the the Beatles uh, apophrica, the, 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 the yeah, surrounding yeah. of it. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty indifferent to that part yeah. of it. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Is there anything else? Nice. Yes. I've got I've got two more. Okay. All right. Just two more. Real quick. Right. Okay. So I watched this. I don't know if you guys have. Well, let me see if you guys have seen this. Um, I watched The Haunted Mansion, right? The Eddie it's Murphy a, movie? Yeah, the Eddie Murphy okay. movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my friends put this on, and, and it was fun. It was I, I thought it was good. I actually <laughs> own a copy of the, um, the making of The Haunted Mansion. Because oh, yeah. yeah, because wow. it has it has uh, has a whole history on the ride and how they built like certain parts of the ride over the years and how it's changed uh, about designing the various um, 
haunts and the spooky stuff mm-hmm. and like the, it actually has a history about like the park itself uh it's really a weird book and then like there's like the mm. most of it's front loaded with cool stuff about the haunted mansion and then in the back half is the movies crap which is i've never seen the movie mm-hmm. um yeah. but it has like production stuff about like how they accomplished uh effects in the haunted mansion so th- for me that was like a more of a curious read than anything about the movie would be so but yeah i'm like i totally forgot i had that book until you just mentioned the haunted mansion yeah, yeah. that's not a movie that gets brought up very often not not very often no yeah but did it change your life or what which which the, the book movie. for me or the movie for the jared movie. Okay. Um, i thought it was yeah uh, it did not change my life but um mm-hmm. you know I'd, I'd rewatch it it's it's fun, you know. It's a it's a fun movie, you know. And uh, I don't know if it will hold up on a rewatch. Um, yeah. Would you describe it as a slow I, burn? Was, yes. No. Uh, no. No. I would not describe it as a as a slow burn. Um, yeah. Um, Are you sure? Not that it's not super. It's very normal, very moderately paced. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it's. Uh, yeah, the effects in this movie, you know, you're bringing it up, right? Like, they're not bad, you know? Like, I, I there's definitely, like, I remember there's this, uh, they have, I this is in the ride, too. They've got, like, the statues that talk and sing and whatnot, right? They've got that in the movie, and the way that they're animated is just really, really cool. And I think it's CG, but it's, like, they stylize the animation to be like almost stop motiony, you know. Um, but they don't. Um, so I don't know. I I think that was done really well. And there's um, a couple of of stuff that I mean, you know, 2003 type of stuff. It, it looks really, really good. And there wasn't really a part where I was like, oh, this looks dumb or like this wasn't really like well made you know but um yeah i think if you like that that uh haunted mansion ride i i like that haunted mansion ride and yeah this was this is pretty good and eddie murphy's uh good in it yeah he's eddie, eddie murphy, murphy's you know? pretty good <laughs> yeah i like eddie and murphy. I, I got nothing wrong with him yeah 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 he he's not given a lot for this movie you know like he doesn't you know, I, I feel like they may have had stuff that they cut, you know, type of thing. Um, but um, yeah, that this this was this was good. I'd rewatch it once. I think I don't think I'd rewatch it a second time. <laughs> that's, that's a way new. That's a new measure for us. I would rewatch it once. But that's it. Yeah. I, <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. And then, lastly, yesterday, I watched Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the 2005 10 for 10 Oh, good good God. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I'll tell you what, I I love this movie. (laughs) 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 Um, I, I think it's... I think it's... I think it's beyond polarizing. That's what it is, you know. Um, and I wow. completely understand the the hate, but this is just one of those ones where it's like came out, you know, 
at the right time for me and mm-hmm. you know watch that shit and you know i think i know it like you know like i was going through it and being like oh yeah that that shot is like amazing and like all that stuff and like i love how the color is uh, you know crafted and all that stuff but like <sighs> there's some stuff where it's like oh god sometimes the movie is hard to love you know like the, like the boat scene is so awful like <laughs> the boat scene is like the complete letdown right but i like i like that that danny elfman dude mm-hmm. and i think he did the he did good songs for for the movie you know um all different the different styles you know i do like that original willy Won- willy wonk in the chocolate factory yeah um mm-hmm. but it doesn't have the same place in my heart you know so i don't know controversial take email in with your um <laughs> with oh. your uh, complaints they will they will yeah they'll email in for sure they'll you get, just they'll you get, wait they'll get you they'll get you <laughs> <laughs> maybe we can break that 10 that 10 uh uh thing you know have we uh, have you guys done that yeah once once one time once. we got some we got then... to seven today but, yeah, and we had nine yeah. one time, but uh, nine's not enough. I, I won't read them out if we get nine. Uh, only if there's ten. Only so, if there's ten. Yeah, please, so. please, please don't send in ten emails. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe wait for three weeks when there's not as many guests on, and then you can send in ten emails. Oh man! Yeah. Not that we don't. Not that we don't like it. We we like the emails, but uh, you we, know, we like the, we like the pain. Yeah, well, that's why we're here. That's the only reason we've been here this whole time. I'm trying to find. Like, what do the troll? What do the Tim Burton Oompa Loompas look like? Oh fuck, I forgot about that. They're all they're all uh, Deep Roy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love that. Yeah, I don't know. they sure are. It's, I, I forgot. I forgot about that. Uh, you know, good old Deep Roy. I think it's <laughs> Deep Roy. It works until a. I feel like it works until they are in the same shot with an adult you know because i feel like they are way too small <laughs> you know like it's almost uncanny like how small they are like they could i don't know they could be like a good half foot higher you know but i do up. like how they all have different voices you know and uh mm-hmm. yeah i don't know there's uh my roommate was talking there's um they had this model um, for made for the movie with like of the of the boat which is like this the like purple dragon uh, with like all the deep roys <laughs> paddling the boat right and it has like animatronic deep roys that you can like turn on and stuff and it was up for auction and my roommate almost got it you know he was he was like ah oh, like I want that shit so badly <laughs> and I was like. You, if you get that, I'll gladly have it mantle place right next to the apple bowl. You know, nice. <laughs> I like it. Yes, but uh, no, Roy, unfortunately man. not. You know, <laughs> Deep Roy. <laughs> What's your favorite Deep Roy movie? <laughs> there's so, oh, there's so, so many. There's so many to choose yeah, from. So many to choose from. Like, who doesn't just like Deep Roy? Uh, I got. I'm gonna look this up. I guess I should do. Um, yeah, you better fuck it up. Well, I'm glad someone on this episode in this on this podcast watches movies beyond their contractually yeah. obligated movies because I know I, I, I don't. 
I, I mean, who could forget Deep Roy in Big Fish and Return of the Jedi or the never ending story, Jarrett? Or, or the Haunted Mansion? <gasps> oh, Whoa. shit. Yeah, you logged two Deep Roys oh, in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a big I Deep Roy guy over here. Deep Roy in Haunted Mansion. He's there, allegedly. He must... Hitchhiking Ghost. I don't know. I'll have to look that up. <laughs> who could forget Deep Roy and Benji? Benji's very own Christmas. That looks awesome. Well, I mean, who could forget the 2014 movie Man Intervention? Also, pretty good. Directed by Stuart Archer. Uh, I've seen with the tag with, Deep Roy movies with with the, with the tagline <laughs> "Get over the X" and hashtag onto the next. Spencer Whoa. turns to his best friend, who's planned an unorthodox man intervention filled with debauchery to convert him from hopeless romantic to forever player. And in the process, they discover that being in love is not so bad after all. Starring Whoa. Chloe Bridges, Travis Van Winkle, Nick Rue, Jillian Murray, Mario Van Peebles. And Deep Roy? Uh, yep, and Deep Roy. And Ricky Garcia. Wow. So that's what we're watching next week. <laughs> yeah. So uh, hurry up, Oliver Granger. That's what your assignment is. <laughs> yeah. Mantervention. Mantervention. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, well, sweet. Um, for news, we, there's mm-hmm. some Criterions coming out in October. No, there isn't. Uh, in fact, two re-releases on Blu-ray. Uh, we got Onibaba. You remember that Onibaba? I, I remember Onibaba. That's pretty good. Pretty good. And Ratcatcher, that that miserable movie. Yeah, not not the cheeriest of days. No. Uh, and new to the collection, we got some High Sierra, starring uh, Humphrey Bogart. Ooh, you know about that? Interesting. Directed by old Raoul Walsh. I've heard of Bogey before. Yeah. You ever hear about the Incredible Shrinking Man, directed by Jack Arnold? Sometimes. Written by that Richard Matheson. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you do. Um, sometimes. We have Devi from uh, that Satjet Ray guy. We haven't watched any movies of him yet, but su- supposedly good. I think they have supposedly. the uh, Oliver Granger's uh, stamp of approval. And wow. coming to us via Netflix originals, we got <gasps> Uncut Gems from the Safdie Brothers. Baby, you gonna get you gonna get that one, Jer? Uh, probably not. <laughs> it's I mean, it's, it's <laughs> okay, on it's on Netflix. It's, it's on Netflix. Yeah, but it, it's not gonna come with the Criterion essay, uh, and uh, it's not gonna talk about how Uncut Gems is really about trains. <laughs> what movie was that? It was like it's all about trains. Oh, like, that that was uh, Divorce Italian style. Oh fuck! You know you know the trains. They're bookends for the movie, and you go. It's about, it's about transition, RJ. It's about trains. Yeah. Yeah, Uncut Gems is about trains as well. Jared Berger, uh, are you still buying Criterion DVDs or Blu-rays at all? You buy any of those oh, Barnes yeah, & Noble 50% yeah. offers? I'll tell you what. I got that, uh, much to RJ's dismay, I got that Fellini uh, Hell box yeah. set. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> feels right. Or RJ, RJ knows that Fellini's decent. He's these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I just, well, I just sold my other 
Fellini movies, right? The the regular ones, right? You know, because well, I have well, I have two. You know, I got to I got the collection neat. Yeah, right. You Go know? get get rid of the pleb editions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I gotta get that. Uh, yeah. The, <laughs> so now I've got Fellini. I've got I've got Bergman. Right. I I think uh, I have a while to go before I'm. I don't know what what I'll get next. You know. Well, you got, you got, what are your choices? You got that, you got Kurosawa. You've got uh, the recently released One Car Y thing. Um, I think those, is there, are those oh, the, are, yeah. are, are those the big four director boxes at this point? It's just those Maybe. four, I think. Like as far as like movies They've that got, you can only um, actually get in the box set. I think Agnes Varda. Oh yeah, has, yeah, yeah. Agnes uh, Varda's the I other. Yeah, she's she's got an extensive one. Yeah, and then I guess and, you could um, yeah. Yeah, the um, I had that Wong Kar Wai box set in my hands for the Barnes and Noble because I looked for it and I didn't find it. And I, you know, checking out with the Fellini box set, right? I saw it like behind the counter with a post-it note on it. And I was like, "Hey, are you are you saving that for anyone?" And they they like they picked it up and then they looked at it and then they're like, "I don't think so." <laughs> Threw away the post-it note, <laughs> and so I was like, I thought about it, and I was like, oh, it's, it's another like another hundred dollars to my shopping cart, you know? Like, mm. and I felt bad because I did have them take off the post-it note, and there was very clearly something written on it. <laughs> so I think I, I think I fucked someone over. <laughs> because it, maybe, maybe, maybe if it's even a listener, Frank Solano. <laughs> yeah, Frank, Frank Solano was coming down. Yeah. To, down, he, was, he had a copy all lined up in Texas, and and they spelled his name weird on there, and they're like, "Who's Frank?" And then they went, "No, it's for nobody." Yeah, it's very possible. So I think, uh, I think someone's gonna come after me. You know, well, <laughs> you know, well, yeah, someone is for sure. Just might not be for what you think. <laughs> you, you snooze, you lose. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, mm-hmm. Either of you two got any news you'd like to bring to the table? No. How, how about uh, no. how about how about Ke- <laughs> Kevin Smith, He Man? Am I right? Oh wow, you're a big He Man guy, right? <laughs> hey, I was Skeletor for Halloween when I was a kid. You could you could still be this Halloween if you want. Oh, you don't you, you can do it more than once. Show off my abs. Yeah, you can do it more than once. Do it proper. It's not just like a garbage bag with like a print on it and like a plastic mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, whatever feels com- most comfortable for you, Jared. That's what I'm saying. Oh, man. <laughs> I only bring this up because I, on my Twitter, Kevin Smith is trending. People are mad at Kevin Smith. About, what did he do? I don't know. He, he did. He did a show, and maybe it's about like women, farts. Women farts. I don't know. It's news to me, man. Snooze, you lose. I don't know. I don't know. That's good. That sounds good to me. You know what? Because we're going, we're going to talk sure. about we're going to talk about a good movie, guys. I can I can say uh-huh. that. There's, there's, I know. It's what a what a treat. <laughs> Some days, you know, you're just like, what am I doing this for? And then every once in a while, you're like, yeah, this feels right. After the break, we're gonna go hunt down that jaguar shark. A good movie in the Criterion Collection. Kill it. Aww. 
into the helmet. But we made ours with a special rabbit ear on the top so we could pipe in some music. The Belafonte, home to Team Sisu. Skilled crew of deep sea divers, adventurers, documentary filmmakers. Action! Led by internationally renowned oceanographer Captain Steve Sisson, expert on every aspect of marine life. Swamp leeches, everybody! Check for swamp leeches! Nobody else got hit? I'm the only one? What's the deal? But there remains one form of life about which Captain Sisu knows very little. You're supposed to be my son, right? I want you on Team Sisu. The answer's yes. Well, it's got to be. I'll already a red cap and a speedo. Oh! This will be Team Zisu's most ambitious adventure to date. I'm gonna go on an overnight drunk, and in 10 days, I'm gonna set out to find the shark that ate my friend and destroy it. What would be the scientific purpose of killing it? Revenge. You must swear, legally swear, that you'll not kill that shark. Split into two groups. I'll take Ned, Ogata, and Wolodarski. Thanks. Thanks a lot for not picking me. We're being led on an illegal suicide mission. I'm gonna fight you, Steve. You never say, I'm gonna fight you, Steve. You just smile and act natural, and then you sucker punch it. Are you finding what you were looking for? Out here with me? I hope so. Quiet out there tonight. Can you hear the jack whales singing? Beautiful. I wonder what they're saying. Well, that was the sludge tanker over there, but there you go. And we're back. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast. And tonight we're talking about The Life Aquatic with Steve Sisu from 2004, directed by Wes Anderson. And we're joined by Patreon co-host Jared Berger, real guy. 
real the tagline for this film, RJ and Jared. Huh? Oh, yeah. The deeper you go, the weirder life gets. Is that really it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's super fitting, oh. but okay. No, I feel like this is like a horror movie. <laughs> you know? yeah. like some kind of cosmic horror, mm-hmm. potentially. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. I don't get it, but oh well. So, yeah, yeah. renowned oceanographer Steven Sisu has sworn vengeance upon the rare shark that devoured a member of his crew. In addition to his regular team, he is joined on his boat by Ned, a man who believes Sisu to be his father, and Jane, a journalist pregnant by a married man. They travel the sea, all too often running into pirates and, perhaps more traumatically, various figures from Sisu's past, including his estranged wife, Eleanor. 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 Um, Yeah, so this is Wes Anderson movie number three in the Criterion Creep. We did that Rushmore. Oh, yeah. We did Royal Tenenbaums, and now we're doing Life Aquatic. So this was one of those, again, um, rare occasions where the Criterion Collection would put out a contemporary movie into its uh, uh, illustrious collection. Like, as it's like, and this was like, oh, there was no previous DVD. This is it. This is the Mm -hmm. only way you can get it, Mm -hmm. much like Royal Tenenbaums. Um, Yeah. They were like, for the North American release anyway, it was Criterion or nothing. So that was cool. And luckily, they priced these quite affordably Mm -hmm. um, when they put them out. And it's got some of that sweet, uh, is it Eric Anderson who does the artwork? Yeah. 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 uh, Wes's brother, right? Yeah. Yeah. His, uh, all that great uh, uh, pencil crayon illustration. (laughs) And uh, Mm I love it. Love it. Love those. Love those arts. Yeah, he does good stuff. He does great stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. So this is a movie that I got to see in theater. I think it was like Christmas Eve about Mm -hmm. when it got released at the uh, now defunct um, Creepsville Center Theater. And um, we lost another one. The the only reason I recall (laughs) this specifically is because um, watching the movie is going along swell. And then at the climax of the movie with the like reveal of the mm-hmm. the jaguar shark guys spoilers mm-hmm. um the the film reel just broke and fucked up and uh <laughs> it just ended nice. like it, like the the whole like payoff of the movie is it, it just went <laughs> so we got vouchers <laughs> and uh yeah uh we had, we had to go back uh like a day or two later cuz i think well the next day was christmas day and i think that theater was closed so i had to, like, yeah. had to go back on like boxing day to like watch the whole movie again and then like get the ending <laughs> Yeah, you hate to see it. And uh, so, so you went back. You did go back, though. You didn't just say fuck it and then not go back. Because uh, I could see some people being like, "No, nah, I saw most of it. I just, I, I figured it out. I got it." You did go back with your voucher. I did. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did go. I, I got my free tick, and nice. uh, went back right in there. Where? Into that movie theater because because you know this this movie is, this movie's not hard to watch. It's uh, it's a no. movie, it's a pleasure to go back to watch uh, to see again. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah. Uh, so I've seen this movie several times in my life, being a Wes Anderson fan. I will say that the first time I watched this, I was disappointed with it. It, it did not live up to my the high standard. I feel the connection I had built up with Royal Tenenbaums and watching Life mm-hmm. Aquatic, which is like. It's so similar, but so different. 
in so many ways. Um, and like, I'm not, I'm not a, a big seas man. I'm not a big fan of the, the, the sea and the ocean and pirates. And, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not a big, uh, Jacques Cousteau fan. I'm not, uh, I'm not a big fan of his work because I have no a real opinion. Canadian icon, Jacques Cousteau. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, he is French. <laughs> he's a French man. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's Canadian. So let's, let's like, just agree to disagree. Okay. Is, is this, uh, <laughs> he's right up there with Rutger Hauer in terms of Canadian icons. Okay. So. There you go. He, he's, he's like yeah. cousins with Rutger Hauer. Makes sense. Cousteau, Rutger Hauer, totally. Yeah, Totes. Potentially. Anyway. Um, yeah. yeah so. But this movie grows, um, much like mm-hmm. most Wes Anderson movies. Uh, they usually, you you start getting into the the cadence of his of his screenplays of the character worlds. There's like these weird lines and moments that just linger on in the memory years after you've watched them, uh, which I got mm-hmm. to re-experience again watching it again uh, for this week, where I'm like, oh man, this is th- this is stuff I think about like to this day. This is this is right up there with uh, Kevin Costner being blown away in that tornado in Man of Steel. Oh shit! <laughs> no, that movie's terrible. But that scene is so stupid. It's, I, I can never forget it. This movie's got really great moments because they're good. So yeah, both. Good. Um, but yeah, I mean that's just kind of framing my frame of uh, reference for Life Aquatic. What about you two, Jared Berger? How, how, what's your uh, experience with Life Aquatic previous to this? Yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you. So this was the second Criterion movie I bought. And Mm, it's the first one since, or it's the first one since knowing what Criterion was. Because I bought the, in the mood, in the mood for love, I bought, and I think it was like the, like one of the only options was Criterion. So I just happened to buy that one because it had like special features and stuff, you know? And uh, then that's what sort of inter- indoctrinated me. And so then I was like, all right, well, I'll check. I, I went to like uh, Barnes and Noble or whatever. And I was like, yeah, so I'll, I'll have I'll have one <laughs> life aquatic. And so, one life aquatic, yeah, please. And that was sort of like a yeah, <laughs> one life aquatic, please. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was the um, uh, it was a blind buy. And I liked it quite a bit and ever every time i watch it i like it more and more you know it uh it really does grow on you like how jared says you know i guess we'll get more into it but i feel like it's like the worlds of the film is both like broad and deep you know it's like very filled out and it does Mm -hmm. feel like there's like the movie could like easily just follow another character and there'd be an equal amount of stuff going on, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. Do you got a, do you have a, stis, a, a Sisu hat over there? A little red cap? Oh shit. I do have a red <laughs> you cap. Do. Maybe I should. Uh, I, it's, it's almost like. Sometimes... <laughs> Maybe I should pause for a moment and go get it. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, we'll, we'll fill time. You, you uh, run uh, over uh, there. Uh, we're, uh, we're professionals. It, it's there. definitely in my room. It's definitely <laughs> Do in my it. room, so I'll still be Yeah, really go ahead. Go get it. And yeah. talk. Okay, RJ. Yeah. RJ. Yeah, uh, I'll uh, tell you. My story's not as interesting, but I do have a... Someone has connected Zizu to me a few times. Um, so uh, 
I didn't see it in theaters, but I did. Um, this was a rental for me, Jared. I rented a it. Rental. A rental in uh like back end of two thousand four. Well, it, was, it would have been two thousand five when it when it did come out on uh, DVD. Yeah. yeah. So that 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 was when I rented it. it Fifteen uh, year old spry young RJ. Yeah, renting life aquatic. F- full of piss and vinegar. Big uh yeah, big piss boy over here. Mm-hmm. Uh renting a life aquatic. Uh so I rented it and uh I really liked it and like I, I had seen um uh tenon bombs before and like um where when I when I was like a young teenager with um Wes Anderson, I liked his movies but I didn't totally like uh get the get in as much out of it as I do as an older guy, if you know what I mean. Like I didn't appreciate them as much. I, I, I knew they were cool. Uh but uh yeah I didn't get the appreciation out of them. So I rented this bad boy. And then uh, I have had a few people mention Life Aquatic to me um for two reasons. One, I'm a big David Bowie guy. Mm. And so sometimes people are like uh, some people in the know are like, Oh do you know Life Aquatic? And it's like, Yes I do and they're like, you know that David Bowie? And I'm like, yes, I do. Uh, Jared Berger is back with his uh, red cap, and he's looking better than ever. Uh, I think that's uh, exactly what we nice. needed here. Uh, so, yeah, so, sometimes people mention the Bowie stuff to me, and uh, they bring that up. And then one other thing, and I'm playing my cards a little soon here, but I think people know I'm actually a big uh, Life Aquatic fan. Um, the song uh, at the the big finish with the jaguar shark uh from uh, the band sigur ross yeah uh, i love sigur ross and i i have a sigur ross tattoo and uh, so sometimes people are like do you they're like you have that band from life aquatic tattooed and like i don't have a picture of the band i just have like some song stuff and i was like yeah i do and they're like is it that song and it's like no it's not but like that's <laughs> but it's like it's an icelandic band so it's like oh, people don't really know well, well, the people I've talked to, at least, they're like, there's no separation there. It's like, oh, it's the same thing. It's like, yeah, I guess it's the same band. So if people do uh, bring it up to me quite a bit, where they're like, oh, you have that ta- you have a tattoo of this band? And they're like, I'm like, yeah. And they're like, why? <laughs> I say, I don't know. I like the music, man. There's nothing else to it. But anyway, so I, uh, I'm loving, uh, I'm loving uh, Jared Berger's hat. He's a real guy. He's wearing a red hat or a toque, as we right. call them in Canada. Oh. Canada. Yeah. I, I also liked uh, I, I like I, I, uh, I like in the show that uh, they all have different like slightly different variants of uh, red toques mm-hmm. like they all have like one feature that's a little different I like that quite a bit it's good yeah sorry Jared what were you saying oh I was just uh, yeah I I I, uh, I do like how it's all separate I was gonna um, yeah I, I did like the whole I did this for Halloween actually I think last year it might be two years nice. ago but yeah and uh yeah uh in the states i don't know it, we're, it's called the beanie you know yeah, i don't know if that's yes. like a that's a not like up regional here. okay yeah yeah not up there okay yeah so i've never heard what is took is Tuk. that what it was yeah took yeah t-o-q-u-e oh my okay maybe i'll add that into the the dictionary yeah, you know yeah. you can have, i won't you, remember how it's spelled you, you can a, have, yeah you say toque, the, you can impress people with it and be like hey to, yeah. do you like my toque and they go what are you yeah. canadian there bud and you say oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah bud yeah that's a that's a quality giver giver mm-hmm. 
So, um, so we've established Life Aquatic is a gooder and it has a special place in our all our hearts with our cap wearing and our speedo wearing. It's it's all good. Hell yeah. Um. So this movie, like for the first I don't know fifteen minutes, it's just like nonstop propulsion of like it, it's so impressive. It's economic storytelling. <laughs> Because it hits all these beats of like, okay, uh, we're in a theater. We're at a premiere. It's uh, in uh, La Costa. Uh, there's a man subtitled introducing the show. It's like an international film festival. Um, the thing that sticks out in my mind is the man who comes out to take the microphone down in a way. That like that's just uh, like, yeah. I, I lo- like I love how he, uh, it's – this is, feels like a reference to a movie that Wes Anderson would have loved. <laughs> um, right. And he would have been like, I've got to leave that in. Because he, he's mm-hmm. he's working through his uh, film references, I think in mm-hmm. in his own in his differing ways, um, and then we get a we get the weird, uh, clunkily made Steve Sisu film production, which um, is definitely not as polished as a real uh, Jacques Cousteau film, which I did watch for this week. I did watch it because uh-huh. they're on some of these are on YouTube, so I watch and, and they and they have posters just like uh, the ones that Bill Murray's signing for that um, that old man with that crusty voice. Um, Ooh, yeah, yeah. There's the I one like Crustin. So there's this one called The Silent World, and I I half watched this thing. Um, what is the what's, people could look up the poster for this? Yeah, Le Monde de Silence, The Silent World, Spacemen of the Sea, the greatest true adventure of our time. Um, that sounds so cool. Uh, out of an uncharted universe comes an experience of unearthly beauty. Uh, one review, <laughs> the top review of this uh, documentary, Custo's uh, research methods such as blowing up a coral reef with dynamite, accidentally driving over a baby whale only to shoot it in the head a minute later, and killing sharks with a sledgehammer just because you hate them may come off as barbaric, which they are, but times were different back then. Were they? <laughs> hey, Four stars. Ni- 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 <laughs> 19, 1956 was a long time ago. Yeah, one of the uh, so I was watching this because I was like really curious. I'm like, what what's this presentation of? And it's like, yeah, there's some C4. Let's go blow up that mm. coral reef because to study the fish is the only way. It's it's in the, it's in the, and it's in the name of science. So let's like so it's all these dead fish start floating up to the surface, and they start pulling up dead fish and throwing them to the deck of the boat. And you're just like ah, this man loves the sea. <laughs> he 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 loves science. So he leaves only uh, in science. I, so that like kind of frames like this um, this very romantic view, but like also shit take on uh, Custo Custo and uh, mm-hmm. he's like his band of merry men, his frogmen. Um, like Klaus, probably one of the greatest characters in all of cinema. Can I, I get agreement here? Uh, yeah, 100%. Oh, I yes, love Klaus. <laughs> so, so much. So much. We'll, 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 we'll talk about him a little bit more. But yeah, okay. Willem Dafoe is so good <laughs> in this movie. Oh, he, his, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, he's he's so, so goddamn good. Um, yeah. But so we get, uh, we get a little bit of Seymour Cassell. Just a little bit, though. Just a little as, bit. As Esteban. Yeah, and a uh, bald, uh, shaved Seymour yeah. Cassell, which well, is a uh, striking look, to yeah. be frank. Well, he's like, he's almost unrecognizable. And, yeah. Uh, then you realize, that's him. That's the man. That's Seymour Cassell. That, 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 that man with the annoying laugh from that Cassavetes movie. Uh, yeah. 
Well, yeah. but in that one though, he was a he was a mover and a shaker, Jared. He was mm-hmm. getting down with the ladies. That that like moment of Bill Murray like just leaning over and kissing his head. It's like, is that improvised? It might have been. <laughs> I I believe so. I believe yeah. so. Did you, Jared? Did you also also watch the uh, the supplement? I know uh, Jared Berger did. The, I uh, did. This is an adventure. I did not. Oh, okay. You you get some. Uh, it's basically just Bill I Murray. Will, I yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. I did not actually watch the um, the oh, special oh. feature this week. I've I've watched it like years ago, gotcha. but I did I did start the um, the commentary track for the movie. So we'll, oh, we'll get okay. into that a little bit later. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, I just the only reason I brought it up was the uh, um, I think it's like forty minutes long or something. But it's mostly it's just Bill and. Bill Murray and Wes Anderson kind of hanging out and like doing all the pre-production stuff, like trying on costumes and shit like that. And you get a lot of Bill Murray doing that kind of stuff where he's just, you know, generally being goofy and uh, doing wild shit. So that's all. I mean, I, I guess I was the only one, but there's not much more to talk about it other than that. It's just kind of a behind the scenes. They, it shows them filming some scenes and stuff like that. That's all. Yeah. 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 I would, from what I remember, it was a fun watch, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not long, and you it you do get to see like some of the filming and um some of like the direction that Wes Anderson gives, but it's him and him and Bill kind of do, going off. But a lot of the time, Bill Murray like they'll film a scene and then Bill Murray will give his own input, and he's just like, "Nah, that wasn't good." <laughs> yeah. And uh, Wes Anderson's like, "No, that was great." And he's like, "Nah," he's like, "We'll do a better one later. Don't worry about it." And uh, every everyone else is there, and then it, there's um, Kate Blanchett just kind of like, just kind of like keeping to herself. She's like, "Are we still doing this? Like, is this still happening?" <laughs> so, but yeah, that 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 short, it's just about Bill Murray, pretty much. So, it's not bad. Yep, that's all. So, Esteban uh-huh. uh, is eaten, hmm? not whole. Just, just don't. <laughs> not, not, not like which uh, Klaus is asking about. What? Because <laughs> he, he can't what? understand what he's saying. He was eaten. He was bitten in half. <laughs> and then we have crazy eyes. Yeah, or he has, he has crazy eye. Hydrogen oh, psychosis. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that shot of Bill Murray, man. <laughs> that that is uh, like burnt into my head. That. Oh yeah. So that, that scene's in the little documentary thing because he's wearing his contacts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, Bill Murray looks fucking miserable filming that thing. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he he doesn't say that, but, like, you're watching him and he's just, like, shouting Esteban. And then Wes Anderson's like, do it again. Do it again. Do it again. And Bill Murray's just, Ugh. he's like, the mm-hmm. contacts are moving. He's like, please, no more. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, that's a, that's a good shot. Pretty good. Pretty good. Is this the uh-huh. kind of the last uh feature role of bill murray in wes anderson movies though like he shows up in little bits and pieces after this but this is kind of like the the pinnacle right of his as a feature pre- yeah yeah as in his prevalence in the anderson verse i think mm-hmm. for sure like we had rushmore and then i'd say life aquatic and then yeah. any other time you see bill murray he's just kind of a side character but yeah this is the big one for sure right i guess, I he, I guess he is in um moonrise kingdom a bit He's in Moonrise, and I mean, he's in Tenenbaums, but like, he not off, very he, much. He, he does some voice work in uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he he's around, but yeah, I this is this is the Bill Murray. This show is this is West this, this yeah this is the oh, show, yeah. this is the showcase. Yeah, hundred percent. 
Uh, yeah, we get some of those like that beautiful wide angle lens distortion trying to capture mm-hmm. the whole theater, uh-huh. which is something that like I wasn't aware of when I was like younger and probably when I watched this, I didn't really note it. But when I was watching Hong Kong movies, um, you know, the last 15 years, I was like, what the hell? This looks so weirdly cheap. But then I started realizing like, oh, Yorgos Lanthimos does this all the time. And like hideous distortions though, where he like is perfectly okay mm-hmm. with people being completely like disfigured. <laughs> In the corners of oh, rooms as they move, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a very weird thing uh, to be with because that used to be like the the greatest uh, fear. But then you watch Kubrick movies and he was doing it back then too. So I don't know. The, the, the more you know as you watch this stuff. Uh, then we learned, of course, about the scientific purpose of revenge, um, mm-hmm. which is that uh, Steve Zissou is going to just blow up this jaguar shark with dynamite. I don't know. He hasn't figured it oh, out yeah. yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the reception to this half a documentary, this is like Harry Potter, Death Hollows Part One. Um, it's a little cold. Uh, people are like, "Oh man, that was a disappointment." <laughs> uh, everyone's everyone's leaving. It doesn't get any big awards. Uh, there's this woman standing in the hallway with this big plume, and they just like frame mm-hmm. her, and you're like, "Who the hell's this?" Mm-hmm. And then it like rotates away, and then she comes into frame. Uh, as she's not the focus of it, and she's just like this, bravo, what fun, <laughs> which is just like these like meaningless types of characters, though, like just like, congratulations, seriously. I, I know I've, I've met people like this in my life. I know you have. And uh, yeah, so it's nice to see them get their moment uh, in time in the sun to shine in uh, in cinema. <laughs> well, these people, they need a, they need to be seen too no they do they do uh and then uh it launches into this like just uh, uh ensemble cast uh setup of like introducing all the characters their relationship to one another which has already kind of been done in the documentary with like a this is this is the script girl and here's klaus and everybody the, the uh you know the engine was it the mechanic slash musician mm-hmm. you get all that and then you get the other half of it the you know uh what's his name octavio the uh producer with his passport issues mm-hmm. yeah you get introduced angelica houston everybody just shows up and it's all the you get the presentation of the documentary world but then you get to see how uh, the life of the crew is at one of these uh galas um, mm-hmm. at these awards and the the stress and the ins and outs we had introduced to Owen Wilson's character um, mm-hmm. you get the, you get the inevitable weird uh, everyone in the audience knows that this is like a father son type of uh, mm-hmm. thing and then they finally oh well you're supposed to be my son right he's like uh, I don't know <laughs> you're like yes it's, it's, it's well played Wes well played and some people that mm-hmm. might be the kind of mm-hmm. cuteness that some people hate with Wes Anderson Potentially, but Maybe. those people uh, can get no, out of here. No one cares. No one cares about you. Yeah. <laughs> get out of here. Stop listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah you're not gonna have. Fun. Don't 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 listen. Don't listen to the Life Aquatic episode because we're not gonna no. change your mind. We're we're, we're we're fans. We're just gonna talk about how we like it a lot. So yeah, There's, we're not gonna be the first people who've done it. So I don't, I don't feel the need to defend it either. It's good stuff. No, um, no it speaks for itself. We we got uh, J- uh, Jeff Goldblum. We'll get old. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a kind of a villain. Uh, he's a foil, I guess. He's the antagonist. He's, an, or, he's a he's a yeah. What did uh, Fide Alvarez call it? The uh, not the antihero, the anti-villain. That's what he is. You remember that one, Jared? Um, or don't breathe. 
He's not an anti-hero. He's an anti-villain. Hmm. Is that what Jeff Goldblum is in this one, do you think? Uh, sure. Potentially. That's, that sounds asinine enough. Sure. Sure, sure. Why not? Because this guy's a real jerk, and we get some uh, F-bombs. The, the the bad one dropped here. Uh, where we get the, the, very, oh, yeah. the very casual uh, jerkiness of Steve Sisu. Which I think yeah. people sleep on because Bill Murray's so charming. But it's like, no, Steve yeah. Sisu's a bad guy. He, he's not perfect yep. anyway. Um, he's an, he's an old crusty dickhead. Um, mm-hmm. and Which, that's... I mean, in the, in the end, he he comes to terms with that. He's like, I didn't. When he reads the article, he's like, I didn't like that stuff, but I did it. So I guess I am an asshole. But yeah, just oh, the filmmaking of this is just so exciting and so well done. The camera trolling, trolling along, following the action along the boat, characters talking in and inside and out. It's so well done. And they, they make movies so easy. It makes me so angry about a bunch of these movies we've been watching lately for this goddamn podcast. And I'm like, why are these yeah. movies like so hard to watch? Why, why does anyone care about these? Can't we just watch Life Aquatic? Yeah, well, Life Aquatic's better than many of those movies, like Man. almost all of them. Well, yeah, people can check out my uh, recently revealed uh, ranked list from 201 to 300. And see, you can see where uh, Life Aquatic landed for you, if you're mm-hmm. curious. So, uh, another scene uh, that I think is like so memorable uh, at least it's like, and then you watch it and you go, oh yeah, that's where this is from. Where uh, Bill Murray or Steve Sisu is watching the, the screen, watching his, his, his dead friend Esteban in a previous installment of their franchise of uh, The Life of Aquatic. Uh, he's like, why do you work with him? He's just, he's the Sisu. Just can't, can't say it better than that. And then mm-hmm. Sisu touches the screen and there's a little spark, mm-hmm. which uh, I do believe... Uh, <laughs> Was it like a, a real a real spark that happened? Do you think it was his soul, Jarrett? Maybe, maybe RJ. His sea, maybe. his sea soul. Maybe I don't know. I don't want to say, but you know, I I think it could be him. It could be him. Uh, mm-hmm. We we get a little toss to nephew Wer- Ver- or Werner, the, the the nephew of Klaus, because uh, mm-hmm. of course he's wearing lederhosen. <laughs> Just as all, a little as bit. all as all German children, yeah. I'm sure do. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? What is it that uh, he did for a living as a bus driver? Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, I think that's the line. It's like it's like Klaus was a bus driver. <laughs> it's like no no one's trained at all. <laughs> no one's trained to be on on the sea, which is no, um, not at which all. Which is amazing. You, you learn yeah. it on the job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like any like that's like us here. We're not really podcasters. We're just learning as we go. That's right. On the sea of pods. Exactly. Because why not? Um, there's, I have a note here about island cats. Oh, yeah. Oh, He's got yeah. some good island yeah. cats. Yeah, one of them's a couple, dead. Oh, yeah. A couple tabbies, maybe. There's even a dead cat. What kind of cat was it, Jared? I can't remember because they couldn't remember either. I think it was like whatever, Norwegian short hair he says who gives a shit a tabby maybe because yeah. <laughs> it's like because he's like cause she just comes up to him to bum him out and he's like jesus christ yeah. eleanor why do you do this <laughs> why do you do this no we get the of a course tabby, this, and a lot of this so this is like when they go to the island but before that post show um 
there's the the big climax with the the, the David Bowie playing over it, where he mm-hmm. takes his big toke and he chills right out and goes into like cool Slow Bill Murray mode. mode. He's like, oh hey man, yep, hey man. Well, who doesn't have that when you're listening to some Bill uh, some Bill Murray, some David Bowie, da- David Bowie, David Bowie? It'll bring you right down. Uh, you need to be. I, I had a note here. Hey, RJ, and I guess Jared Berger. Movies don't have to be yeah. giant pieces of shit after all. <laughs> no, they don't. Yes, what a what a rare don't. treat, eh? <laughs> yes. They can feel uh, purposeful. Everything everything right in right in the right place and even and, little little details in the back, you know. And, and be mm-hmm. enjoyable. Like and actually be like, oh, it's not like, it's not <laughs> exactly. like I feel like I'm just watching like a trivia movie where you're like, oh hey, mm-hmm. I, I appreciate what they were trying to do. That's really impressive. It's like, no, imagine like you did all those things, but actually were also an enjoyably good movie to watch. It's so weird. <laughs> you're not spot trying to spot Easter eggs and you're not being like, Well, it's the context of the country during the era. <laughs> you had to Yeah, if you don't know that, you have no business being on a podcast. If you don't understand feudal Japan, <laughs> you're not gonna understand Steve Zizu, all right? No. It's like no, you can just make a good movie. No. That's I'm, timeless. I'm, I'm sure there's like Kurosawa references in Life Aquatic and I don't if I don't see them, that's Surely. fine. I'm sure there Surely. is. There's a shot somewhere here or there. Yeah. Um, I do enjoy when Steve, uh, when Sisu uh, introduces Ned as probably my son, Ned. Probably my son, Ned. No. Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, and then you get kind of like another one of those like big iconic scenes, I think, from the movie where it's kind of the uh, Jean-Luc Godard uh, cutaway of the boat. That's kind of like this mm-hmm. like beautifully little constructed version of the boat that's like on a set. Um and it's like it's so cool looking. It's kind of like the um, oh god, the one we watched recently, where you get that big cutaway of the factory workers, and you also get like the the use of mm. color, which I, they're not quite as uh, primary as uh, Godard. He still has like a, mm-hmm. a a movie realism to his colors, which are very warm, and or, and then when you're outside, it's like this perfect kind of like pastelly blue that that match mm-hmm. the uh, the uniforms, those very uh, cozy looking cloth. Uh, outfits of theirs and they look real comfortable very comfy real oh yeah (laughs) yeah um uh, yeah Mm -hmm. my one line that i remember uh i really like from that scene is like when they go to like that one little piece at the the bottom of the boat where you could like crawl in and lay down and just like watch the ocean pass you by it's like i I Mm -hmm. he thought of it in a dream um, that's really nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no reason for it. It's just like, I thought nope. about it in a dream and we put it on the boat. Uh, then it comes back later when, uh, d- yeah. during the, uh, spoilers, uh, at the funeral, at the, bur- mm-hmm. at, the at the burial at sea. Yep. What a uh, sweet thing though. Yeah. Uh, next note here, grade a score, those David Bowie covers. Um, yeah. So the, uh, is it Sue wrote Sue Roge, the, the singer? Of the, the, the uh, yeah, it's something like that. Um, George, up, Sue, the... Sue George, Sue Jorge. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, like Sue George. Yeah, Sue George, the Brazilian George. musician. Uh, yeah. They're so Singing good. They, Portuguese. Uh, I mean, if someone hated David Bowie, you're not going to have a good time watching this movie. Uh, it's, I, yeah, it's it's, a, it's, a, it's an affectation in the movie, and it works yeah. awesome. I couldn't imagine this movie yes. without yeah. it. Uh, yes. It would be a completely different picture because, like, it's literally in the movie for whatever reason. It's like, why David Boy? I don't know. It's pretty good music, right? <laughs> That's it. 
<laughs> yeah well that's that's yeah. what i've always thought of uh, about it too because like i love david bowie and then well, uh, when this it's just like why are they doing david bowie in portuguese i was like why not and a lot of it's all from the album why changes not? as well i think yeah there's a lot of changes in there there there's a bit like um there's a bit of like um there's mm. one or two that are different earlier too, but, yeah but it's but it's that early phase yeah. uh because you get like major tom and stuff yeah. like that yeah, yeah, you get Space Oddity, Five Years is in there. Um, I think Starman, Life on Mars is in there as well. Like, t- like so there's some Ziggy Stardust, I think, in mm-hmm. there also. But, yeah. And, and, and let's not forget the uh, uh, Mark Mothersbaugh uh, original stuff, that, like, uh, pre-8-bit sound that everyone oh. now, ev- everybody does it now, but when it first showed up in this movie it was like holy mm-hmm. shit this stuff is so good um because yeah. you know it's, it's mr it's uh you know, mark mothersbaugh from devo and he's just hammering away at that keyboard yeah. and just like these beats they're like so so good <laughs> so i'd uh yeah. it, i would be doing a failing if i didn't mention and this jared Berger, you're getting the live update on this you know people always ask like how'd you guys start this podcast and like, how'd you guys become like uh, work associates? I didn't use the word friends. So it was very specific. Co-creeps. Co-creeps. Uh, one right. time I was, I was in the comic book store <laughs> uh, and this was like two, three years before we started the podcast and my cell phone rang and uh, Jared was like, is that the life aquatic song as your ringtone? And I was like, yeah, you know, it is. <laughs> so I've, uh, I, I've had uh, like that, the, that like a uh, song for my ringtone for almost 10 years or so and when we were watching this with andrea yeah. she forgot that it was from this and she's like is your phone ringing i was like it's the, like it's the movie and then she's like oh that's and she's like that is from this i was like yeah i was like it's from life aquatic but that was uh one of the one of the little things i think uh early days between mm. me and uh old j bones there where it was just like it was the recognition it was like the little point to each other's like yeah yeah we, you, you it's like it. we got it well like we i because like I, I yeah. do I do have this on CD, and yeah. I've, and I've I've given it a spin many times, mm-hmm. many times in the car. Yeah, you got to give it a whirl. But uh, yeah, Je- that's just for you, Jared Berger. Uh, before mm-hmm. anyone else knows, so you can go to our uh, subreddit, which I'm sure yeah. has got four hundred billion uh, subscribe uh, like uh, subscribers and all that. Yeah, you'd be like, I got the inside track. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What what what's <laughs> what all... scoops? Yeah. <laughs> what a scoop. I mean, that's a good. That's an excellent, like, <laughs> you know, ringtone, you know, it's, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. All that, all that like pre bit stuff is just like, I don't know. It's so perfect for the, yeah. like, not even like, like the film, but like, like even just like location, like on coast of, of, uh, Italy, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it, it is, it is. I think it will be timeless, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! It's good. Hell yeah! It's good shit. It's good shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next note here was a full body portraits because I believe it's yes. after Ned has joined the team. Um, he's being kind of shown the, uh, or he's not joined the team yet, but he's kind of like being being accepted into the uh, into the family, into the life aquatic, um, and you got to see. Uh, the Steve Sisu full body portrait in his like pose. <laughs> That's like, I don't know. It's an amazing painting. Uh, and then there's the one of, um, of, of Jeff Goldblum. And he's like, yeah, he's an asshole. <laughs> oh, sorry. This oh, guy is a big a time real, asshole. 
This guy's a big time asshole. Yeah, I, I, uh, I think um, my screenshot uh, count on this one, Jarrett, when I, I always add it to my folder, I think it was like 110 yeah. or something. Yeah, good, this is oh, a good yeah. one. Yeah, we, we got some good stuff coming. Yeah. Uh, and then you have like, I think it's a scene where uh, when uh, Sisu takes out his earring and, <laughs> and he throws it away. But then like yeah. Ned gets up and then like Sisu just puts his hand out. And yeah. it's, it's, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's like it's such like a weird thing that's like really f- yeah. like funny and good because it's just like because uh, there's no way that like Ned would know that this is like a thing, but it is yeah. part. It is a it's a part of the it's like a cliche, and he's already yeah. like and he's like yeah, thank you and like he's he's done it before and people just yeah. do it. Like, you're gonna regret this, man. You don't want to do this. And he's like you're right. I, I will regret this. And he's he's already like yes. Let's let's yeah. do this now. I, I got my moment out of the way, but it's time to time to move on. I love the setup for that too, where it's just like it's like you know they say when people make fun they're just jealous, but it still hurts. And he's just like he's like crouched <laughs> over with his arms over his knees, all sad. It's it's great. I love it. Super good. Yes. Super good. Um, yeah. My my next note was this movie is really fucking sad, but it is like yes, oh, kind of belayed yeah. by Anderson quirk and the humor of mm-hmm. it, but like the entire like core of this movie, it's just like, Oh, it's so depressing. Like is like Ned and his mother mm-hmm. who kills herself. And you're like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You abandoned you, you kind of figured I existed, but you didn't do anything about it. And you're like, you know, still lying about it this mm-hmm. entire time. Um, and just like all the characters, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a strange movie for yes. that. Cause like, I, I think it's easy to miss it. Uh, at least the first time you watch it, but then as you watch it more, it's kind of like, man, this is, there's mm-hmm. some some dark themes themes oh, yeah. day at work. Oh yeah, maybe even a metaphor or two, or or three. Is that for maybe sure? maybe? Uh, there, there's the line Klaus used to be a bus driver. Um, <laughs> and then yeah, I think it's like, <laughs> um, oh god, what scene is that at? I'm, I'm jumping the gun here. Um, I'm blanking on her the actress's name in this. Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. Uh, when she shows up, <laughs> when she shows up, and the line's like, "What are you doing out here at night? You look pregnant." <laughs> she goes, yeah, you look pregnant. Fuck that. That's really good. Uh, that, yeah, that's uh, that's on the um, when they when he takes Ned back to the island at first, and they see all the uh, the the jellyfish, and you have the great, you have the amazing delivery from Owen Wilson. I've never seen so many electric jellyfish yeah. in my life. <laughs> and you're just like, like what? <laughs> what makes them glow? <laughs> what makes them glow, Steve? <laughs> and you're just like, man, Owen, that that good for you, what, buddy. What, and what happened? Oh yeah, what happened to Owen? Yeah, his uh, his oh, his, 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 his depressions yeah. and yeah, you know, it's very sad. Yeah, very grim. Yeah, he's not doing great, man. Yeah, he's because he still has never really. Uh, I mean, maybe it was maybe it was Vince Vaughn. Maybe it was that Google Maybe movie. Maybe it was Vince Vaughn. Maybe it was that Vince Vaughn. Wow. Those Vince Vaughn movies did it. I got to distance myself from that statement. <laughs> I don't want to get sued by the Vince Vaughn Corporation. Oh, no. Holy cow. Uh, yeah, I don't know what happened. But, yeah, there was that scare uh, two years ago when Owen Wilson almost died. And I was like, oh, no. I was like, that's sad. What was the name of that shitty Google movie? The Internship? Uh, oh, Fuck, that's a one, maybe even a half star film. I, I hated that thing so much. <laughs> maybe it was Google. 
Maybe it was, yeah, maybe it was Google who went after them. And I don't even mind uh, some of the Owen Wilson, Vince Vaughn stuff, but uh, it was a time, right? That's like late 2000s. It's, but now you see pe- people still quoting uh, Wedding Crashers, and you're like, get out. <laughs> get out of here. Yeah, I've, uh, that's a movie I've still never seen. I mean, at the time it was fine, but uh, I'm pretty sure if I tried to rewatch that thing, it would be fucking horrendous. I, I don't know. That. I'm just guessing. I remember it also being like over two hours long. It was like two hours and ten minutes or something like that. And I was like, this is way too long. This is way too long. Have you seen Wedding Crashers, Jared Berger? No. <laughs> I no? have not. <laughs> I, I'm I, the only guy who's seen to, this thing? I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, I'm looking all right, to we'll... get more into Wes Anderson stuff. But I know that there's, I know that there's like a, a point where it's like, I don't need to see any... I, I don't know. I feel like he's a very good actor, but maybe um, his agent. I don't know. Something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, some of these movies, you know, they don't they don't strike me as as the uh, the bee's knees, you know. I gotcha. Well, maybe next time if you if you come back on again, if you enjoyed yourself, come back on. You can watch you. You and Jared can watch Wedding Crashers before. Maybe we'll do that. That'll be the criterion. Yeah, well, it'll, it'll be added to the criterion eventually. I'm sure. Eventually, so. yeah, hundred percent. Um, yeah, we we get another one of those all Probably special feature somewhere. You know, <laughs> it's oh, on yes. the graduate. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes, hundred um, <laughs> percent. We then get an all-time banger of a line with, not this one, Klaus this one close <laughs> and like it's like then you have uh willem dafoe just doing this like <laughs> this checkout <laughs> he's just standing yeah. there he's like at this point you have no real like he's just this kind of goofy little character but now he's just like this like this this suggestion is not this one klaus is like oh dear this is his uh <laughs> this is his style <laughs> it's just, this is his thing this is his thing he's up he sees opportunities and he seizes upon them like oh a, yeah, like a predator. So that's that's good. That's that's, that's a little uh, spice to the movie. And you know, for, mm-hmm. at this point, like my notes like drop off for this movie because I just like just like enjoy watching. Watch this movie. and enjoy. It's, it's just like so good. Yeah. Um, like my next note really isn't until um, the awesome line reading of when they're like shooting the documentary with Ned and they're, they're looking for the jaguar shark and they come upon the sunken airplane and it's like, look, Ned, there's a sunken airplane. Let's go check it out. <laughs> let's go check it out let's go check it out um all right steve what does he call him to he's like all right steve-o yeah. or steve z steve z all right steve z yeah it's good stuff too i like it yeah so of course uh once they're all assembled they have to get they get the team together but they got no money um they're in there have no so they're indebted to uh the what to his wife estranged wife who if the money comes out of the um, uh, Goldblum's stuff, the Hennessy, or is that right? Yeah, the Hennessy, the, yep. H- the Hennessy Foundation money. So he's like, he, yeah, yeah, the foundation. Yeah. So he's like, kind of like broke as shit. Uh, there is a safe full of money that Ned brings to the table, which is also what kind of gets him into a good favor with uh mm-hmm. with, with Steve, because he is also kind of like a a bad dude who's just like, oh, you willing to give me money? Okay. 
All right. Said, hmm, not too bad. Um, But they are able to, like, with a bond company involved, they are able to get the financial resources to get together to make another installment, another documentary, even though they haven't had a a hit documentary in in decades. (laughs) Just for decades. If you could could imagine a world universe where, like, these would be successful documentaries. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't like imagine a world where they film wouldn't. festivals that are like exquisite. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So here we're like, oh man, did you see the new Sisu? Oh man, I can't believe it. I, I'd watch every one. Everyone. I'm watching one right now. So yeah, uh, did you guys recognize the Bond Company stooge? Is uh, Bud Court from uh, Harold and Maude? Oh yes. Oh yeah. Of course. I, uh, I'm. I'm well familiar with uh, Mr. Bud Court. Uh, do you know uh, Bud Court, uh, Jared Berger? Have you seen Harold and Maude? I did see Harold and Maude. So I'm, He's Harold. I'm navigating. Dang. He has aged. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he is. He, I should mention. His face, the, I, it's weird. Normally people, when, I don't know, the facial <laughs> structure, well, from my memory, is just completely different, you know, but I guess... Yeah, he was a lot younger in Harold and Maude, you know, so. Sure was. I guess. Uh, it's, it's called The Ravages of Time. <laughs> you should see Maude now. Whew. Whew, <laughs> <laughs> boy. He was the voice of uh, Toy Man, Superman, the animated series. Who was? Bud, Bud Court? Bud Court. Oh, that's cool. That's why, like, that's probably why I recognize it. And, yeah, Justice League, too. He, that's actually, it's. And of course, he showed up in Arrested Development. Remember, remember you remember this? Remember yeah, this? yeah, I, yeah. I remember Bud Court there too. No, yeah, Bud good. Court's the man. I like Bud Court. Um, so they they set to the seas. Hijinks are had. Uh, pirates eventually mm-hmm. show up. While because uh, at this point, Sisu's courting uh, Kate Blanchett. Uh, yes. I think his like when he makes his pass, it's so good because it's just like it comes out of nowhere and his ability to like not read signals and thinking like yeah this is going to yeah. happen and she's like no and he's like okay all right <laughs> he's like it's no it's no biggie <laughs> you're like why it's I don't know it's so good because it's so it's so low key yeah that's uh same with me and my wife same interaction almost yeah. daily wow yeah. Uh, I do love the Filipino pirates. I love how. Oh yeah, those they're, they're, guys are so, awesome. So they're set up like as this kind of like almost like weird like cliche. It's a little racist, and you're kind of like, what is up? Yeah. Like, what's this all about? But I don't know. There's the thing that redeems it all really quick is like when they they take the safe and when they say there isn't a safe, and then it cuts to a documentary of them showing yeah. this all off the sh- yeah. off the safe, and then you cut to it's like it's a it's a kitchen. It's like the kitchen yeah. staff filled with Filipino guys, and yeah. they're like they're watching it, and you're like, oh fuck, these guys like they abandoned their life as like cooks to become like pirates, and uh, and then they went to rob them. It's like that's amazing. That's so I don't know. It's better than just like there's roving band of pirates. It's like well, I guess they are just roving around, and they saw this opportunity, like, or or they're part time pirates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just part-time pirates. Part, part-time pirates. They, they team up to cook as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they can cook too with their uh, three-legged dog, Cody. Man, I love... They, they left their dog. Fucking amateurs. <laughs> and then I, I get so sad at the end. He's like, oh, oh we forgot Cody. we got to go back. Oh, I love, I, but he's like the exact same oh, reading. Oh, yeah. He has the exact same reading of like, let's go check it out. He's like... Let's go check it out. 
look, you know, we forgot. We got for Cody. We got to go back. And then they look back. around and just like the head of like no, <laughs> like, no. It's like and then then, <laughs> then just goodbye, Cody. <laughs> goodbye, Cody. Yeah, goodbye, Cody. <laughs> uh, I I, uh, I hate to see it, man. I hate to see it, but it's all right. It's good stuff. It's all right. Um, So anyway, uh, yeah, the the pirates show up, and it's like it's pretty like intense for like that's like the thing with Wes Anderson because of like this quirkiness of his movies and like, but there's this real like sadness in his movies. It's like you have this like really intense like, like higher like hostage, uh, you know pirate situation and it's like handheld and you're like oh i mean i guess something bad could really happen uh someone does get accidentally axe chopped like one of the interns um or hatchet chopped yeah and then well then later like when there's like the rescue and jeff goldblum sitting there playing poker and like when he got like shot i remember in the theater it was like oh (laughs) like it was like holy fuck they just (laughs) killed jeff goldblum but they didn't he was mm-hmm. okay. He was he was walking around pretty good for being shot right through. Uh, I I love when yeah. uh, when he comes back. He's in that uh, Dr Pepper shirt mm-hmm. or what? What does it say? It's, it doesn't say Dr Pepper. It's like Pepper Daddy or something. <laughs> I think it is Doctor. I think it is a Doctor like an old style Dr Pepper shirt. Doctor Pepper. Yeah. 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 I love um, that. You're here to rescue me. Sure. <laughs> That's good stuff. <laughs> oh, great! Bang, 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 and then that. Yeah, you get the a Wes Anderson shootout, which I mean, mm-hmm. we've seen like him do action back in Bottle Rocket. We've seen chases yep. and Royal Tenenbaums. This one steps it yep. up, like the, the 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 raid on the island again. That camera moving around with the band of them with the music playing over it. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. it's so good. <laughs> very, very good, Jared. Very, very attractive. Very attractive. Very attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point here, we found out that uh, Sisu shoots blanks, which, we, which suggests that he is sterile mm. from from all his time under the ocean. <laughs> yeah, I think it was all the time he was underwater. Well, that that deep pressure, man. We don't know what's going to happen to you. It's going to crinkle up your body, mm-hmm. especially the sensitive parts. Mm-hmm. See what I mean? See what I mean, boys? So there's a, a rescue is made. Uh, the the Bong Company stooge is saved. Uh, mm-hmm. Hennessy is inadvertently saved because he happened to be there. You get like the horrific thing that matter of like all his like like sea boys were all mm-hmm. murdered. And buried. Yeah, and yeah. you're like it's like what? It's like all those guys are dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like ah, oh, that's fine. I don't feel bad for any of them. It's like they're just dead. You're like, good God. This movie's like, like that's the way he handles it in this like way, and it is, and it's there in uh, Grand Budapest Hotel, which also has this like s- like real darkness to it, um, that you have to like yeah. watch for. It. And you, when you stop and think about it, it's like oh, it's way more disturbing uh, when it's handled this way rather than like overtly. Where you know, mm-hmm. like if you were thinking about Robert Zombie's uh, presentation of the same type of thing. <laughs> How would Robert? How would Robert Zombie uh, film Life Aquatic? Fuck a little do, man. <laughs> I'm Steve fucking Zizou. <laughs> well, hey, Sid Haig, Steve Zizou would be oh, I. I mean, yeah, Sid Haig, Steve Zizou would be cool, but uh, I, I would I like that. Would that movie be in my Criterion Collection slot? No, probably not. But I like, it's a thought experiment. Um, 
Yeah, it'd be fine. Jared Maybe Berger, every you have... director should have a. Every director should have a Steve Zissou. You know, just mm-hmm. oh, yeah. everyone remakes the same movie for a year. You know, I just want to see you know how, how that turns version? out. You know, well, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I do, I, I do get excited about a, a Tarantino with uh, starring Kurt Russell, Steve Zissou. Ooh, that would be pretty good. Think about, yeah. and, uh, think about yeah. all the think about all the feet you'll see. Oh man, <laughs> everyone's I, walking on the on the on the barefoot, on the, on the deck barefoot. Yeah, I uh, I can't wait for Paul Thomas Anderson's Adam Sandler Zizu, <laughs> <laughs> and then the Safdie brothers Adam Sandler Zizu oh, film. What about Agnes Varda? Um, what about Agnes Varda Zizu? Affairs. Am I right? Anus Vardis, Steve Zizou. Anus? anus? <laughs> no, I did. I did not say. Anus. However, play play, 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 movies, play the tape back. Anus Varda is potentially one of the best jokes that has not been had yet, uh, and I think it's just right there for anyone. Uh, you you take it. You make a letterboxed review of anus varda yeah. it's gonna have three thousand likes you're gonna be there it's, uh, or, it's right or, there or, 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 or there or be my new review for yeah. <laughs> it sh- it should it should although you gotta watch out anus varda does have a lot of stands and they no they yeah. will get you man the, trust us the they'll fuck, get you they'll fucking crack your head open leave for dead out in the desert well, I said I didn't yeah. like Vagabond once, and they're like, fuck these people, boo these men. And I was like, Jesus, <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, so um, then we get, like, everything seems rosy. They got their empty safe back, but, you know, it's all about the friends you make on your on the journey. And then they're like, hey, yeah. we got a lead on that shark that this whole movie's about until the pirates showed up. So let's go take care of that, and uh, let's take the helicopter that's been foreshadowed is not mm-hmm. working very well. And Ned's a pilot. It's going to be great. The pot, then the, sh- then the helicopter breaks down and then there's like a, a crash and, uh, Ned dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're like, and you're like, what the fuck? He said, someone's dying in this Wes Anderson film. And you mm-hmm. go, yeah. And he's just dead. And you're, it's kind of vague. <laughs> like how, what, what caused it? Some internal injuries, perhaps. Uh, yeah, internal well, injuries, swim. and he can't swim no. either. Yeah, so, no. but I think it's also a good drowned. montage whenever yeah. they like go through and uh, they're training. I think, and then like it's revi- like it abruptly stops, and then you know he has Whoa. the CPR. You know, so yeah. that's a good. Yeah, but I guess he's not good at swimming, and then I, I guess he bleed out pretty fast with that salt water. You know. There is, uh, I mean, maybe maybe that was that ghost that that uh, website was mentioning earlier. <laughs> yeah. Kiwi, I should Google this while we're here because we'll People never missed talk it. about. People missed it. Okay, can uh, can you tell them, Jarrett, while I'm Googling this? But, but on what's the website again? Uh, does the dog does die? Does the dog die? Yeah, on there yeah. It, it does mention, someone said, yes, uh, there's a ghost in Life Aquatic, but most people miss it. And uh, I've been waiting for the opportunity, like, when would that be? And maybe that was it. Maybe uh, that conversation never really happened. It was between Sisu and uh, Ned's ghost, because he already had drowned. Maybe it's the, maybe it's the spark that oh, see? they touch the tree. Oh, that, that, um, maybe, I well, think maybe that's the closest it will be. Maybe, well, yeah. Come on. Maybe that's the, a I, fucking ghost. Maybe, maybe, now there's, maybe there's now two ghosts. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually... I, uh, Bill, I, I Bill Murray is a ghostbuster, after all. 
That's very true. He doesn't want to be, but he is. Reluctant. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay, so I, I, I can't find it, but on on the website, does the dog die? There's all sorts of questions there, and uh, one of them was, is there a ghost? And someone said yes, but most people miss it. Um, so my guess, I, I think it might be the spark, but or maybe it's that conversation. Or maybe maybe they were dead the whole time, Jared. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Maybe the ship, maybe, maybe this is all in the afterlife. The are, are, yeah. are you suggesting that the life in Life Aquatic is ironic? Yeah. I think Damon Lindelof had a hand in this script. Oh, damn. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that? J.J. Abrams getting up in your oh. shit? Oh, fuck. We can't get on J.J. Abrams' shit list. That dude's got uh, no friends anymore, That's... so he, he's looking for people to hurt. Uh, yeah, he, and he's still got stroke. J.J. Abrams had a stroke? He, no, he has stroke. Oh. <laughs> the figurative stroke. He did, as far as I'm I aware, see. he is not stroked out. <laughs> I was like, "What the hell are you talking about, man?" No, nah, no, nah, he, he don't worry. He'll be producing your Batman HBO thing soon enough. Uh, um, oh. So anyway, so Sisu, the, the the family, the this the the Belafonte family, they have a funeral um, for the now dead Ned, and mm-hmm. they send him off with that really really sad song by the Zombies. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it? The Cranberries song, Zombie? No. <laughs> oh, okay. So are the only other... The, are the only instances of different music are the 8-bit song, the Zombie song, and then the Sigur Ross song at the end, and then everything else is David Bowie? I think, right? For the most part? I wasn't keeping track. Yeah. I mean, there, there's no uh, Charlie Brown music in this movie. That, <laughs> is there no, any there, Seinfeld jazz? The, uh, nope, that was just maybe a saving grace. Uh, well, for you, maybe. Would well, have improved the, the, the there, film for and, me. There's a, well, there's Open Sea theme by Sven Libek. Uh, oh, no, mm-hmm. you no, know, there is. Uh, there's the Here's to You song by uh, Joan ah, Baez okay. of Ennio In- yeah. Morricone. In the, uh, whatever it is, like the here's to you. Yeah. Okay, so there, there is other music. Yeah. And, and Search and Destroy mm-hmm. by the Stooges. Which is like uh, yeah. su- pseudo. Uh... Oh, yeah, Thirtieth Century Man by Scott Walker, R.J. Uh, so, th- so all all sorts of songs. Okay. All con- it's, yeah, it's a very yeah. it's a very guess, well considered soundtrack. All told, though, I guess it's just the the Bowie stuff resonates. It with really, me the most, so yeah, well, well, as it should, because like there's literally a man performing it in yeah. in like Portuguese, I guess. So, yeah, it would bring yeah. attention to it. And then there's the actual Bowie appearances, that, which are even more powerful when they do show up. Mm-hmm. As they soon do, uh, we're getting close to it anyway. Uh, the 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 Zisu family head down into the submersible to go find this jaguar, and they go down, mm-hmm. and that's when you get your uh, cigarros. Yes, and, yes, sir. Uh, and you get some you get starfler. Some, you get some some sadness, some tears. You get the mm-hmm. you, you get a documentary. You get the, the the warm reception that it receives now as it concludes mm-hmm. the story of the adventure. Uh, I mean, and uh, Steve Cisu goes outside smoking, and have, he's won his award, but it's it, but it feels empty because mm-hmm. it's like my my not son's dead, and uh, yeah. he doesn't know that. And then, but the adventure begins anew as young Werner comes with him. And hmm. you get a big long walking montage and a series of montages. You get to introduce all the characters all over again, lovingly, as they board the yep. ship and going on to onto whatever they go on to. So yeah, this yep. movie is a plus. 
or this mm-hmm. would be S grade, S rank, top of the top, tippy top, good oh, movie. Yeah. Oh, tippy, tippy top. Uh, yeah, I don't know. How about you two? What do you got to say about this? We've been talking for like an hour at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Let's let uh, Jared Berger take it away. Why don't you lay it all out, man? Why? And uh, we should also mention, why are you here at the moment? Uh, yeah, I guess you can talk about it. Like, well, like, why'd you pick uh, Life Aquatic or, you know, whatever? Well, uh, I thought, I don't know. It's, uh, well, I'll tell you, yeah, I'll tell you a story why, why I picked this one. Well, mm-hmm. um, so I did the Slacker one, right? And then a month yep. after Slacker, right? I forgot to um, undo the $50 Patreon thing. So then it was the automatic uh, month thing. And I was like, I don't want to figure out all that like junk. They probably have to pay like a, a percentage off of whatever I donate. So maybe. it would it would just, you know, someone would lose, you know, $5 or something like that. So I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll just, I enjoyed being on the show. I'll, I'll do it again. And I looked at the catalog and I was like, ooh, that Jules and Jim is looking at me pretty good, mm-hmm. but um, from what my calculations, you know, um, you know, were it looked like I did a I did a big film project uh, recently at the beginning of the summer, and so I was like, that's cutting it really close, you know. And this mm-hmm. Life Aquatic would would you know we do that afterwards, right? And so it's like you know I'll do that. I'll have. I'll have some film experience to talk about and you know, I and mm-hmm. uh I I can like go over and you know, I I love that movie just as much and I was like, Yes, that one, boom. Nice sold. <laughs> nice. And uh I mean it is it's one of the first, you know, criterions, you know, I, I I've had and it's uh it's really stuck with me and um it's really interesting because I uh, I haven't like the movie works on me in a weird way where like everything is very familiar but I don't really remember like the plot other than like the shark aspect right mm. like I remember the first three times I saw the movie I was surprised when oh uh, like Ned died you know. Mm. Like, I totally forgot about, like, that aspect of it. And it, it's really weird because it, it, it is played, you know. Yeah, it's it's not necessarily played up, but it's very important to the story, you know. But it's mm-hmm. it's shocking almost, you know. But I bet if someone, like, came up to me, like, right before I watched it, you know, and was like, hey, does this, like, Ned character die? I probably would have been like, oh, yeah, I think so, right? But it, it just hits you out of, like, nowhere, right? But, you know, it does allude to the helicopter and all that stuff. But it's just, I feel like it's constructed in a way to make it, like, so, um, I don't know. I think this is a perfect perfect nugget of, you know, like, cinema, you know. And it's, uh, it's a pretty good, it's a, it's a good show, you know. And, um, <laughs> you know, just going back to, like, like the simple like things right like the production design and all that like the the boat like aspect of it i guess this is like a like a a writing thing too right because like like the design of this boat is like insane like you know i don't think 
I don't know how many boats have a sauna that are like this size, you know, <laughs> and you know, just just it's ours. just oh. like shit like that. That's well, very now that you yeah, point that yeah, out, like, maybe this movie is actually really bad. I'm gonna take back my positive review of this is like a C. Fair. <laughs> sauna's too large. <laughs> two bones. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, and then the sauna is right next to like the chemical like you know science shit you know and it's like i wonder if they use like the same plumbing and all that stuff you know (laughs) and like it's just all these things where it's like there are all these like i don't know like little details that like are are so fun and make the rewatch enjoyable you know Mm -hmm. and it's not something where it's like i feel like sometimes you know people or like filmmakers can try too hard and like engineer too many things into the movie to be like oh yes it it all goes to like this plot twist or whatever you know but here it it all goes in in service of like yes this is the story we're telling and yes this is like this is the world and you know the world is populated and it doesn't necessarily you know like you know go towards everything you know and so i guess that's this movie is just so full you know that's i think that's why i like it it's it's a hearty film you know i don't know if uh, any of that will make sense but i think i'm getting the i don't know and uh yeah and i didn't know that this was a uh co-joint with uh with the good old noah bombback you know so i started doing my doing my little research right and Mm -hmm. um My, um, I had started, as, as I mentioned previously, I started the commentary track of yeah. this movie just, just minutes before we, we got on tonight. <laughs> and I was like, I, they probably have an introduction that's like full, right? And so I got through to the, pretty much until like they get to the boat tour, you know? So like pretty much the first, yeah. 10 15 minutes right and talk about these uh you know interesting points of influence you know and there's like the aspect of like the filmmaker the like sad filmmaker and they were talking about like eight and a half being like their their thing that they like took the sauna stuff from Mm -hmm. and like like guido has this like sadness to him that like steve zizus uh shares you know and, and he's horny. Um, yeah, well, all and the good ones are. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the and Can you repeat that, RJ? Nothing. I said nothing. Okay. Nope. Interesting. Not continue, not. Jared. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, and uh, that's the, the another aspect. I feel like this is. I'm trying to compare like Wes Anderson's other movies, and I feel like. Maybe Royal Tenenbaums, like, these are, like, two very sad, you know, movies. And they have these very, you know, I, as Jarrett previously discussed, like, they're very sad characters. And it's portrayed in a way that's, like, not, like, or I guess the sadness is not dramatic, you know? Mm-hmm. The, it's it's just played as, as you know, life is, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, they just have to, like, keep carrying on, you know? And this, like, 
this, you know, like character of of like Steve, you know, who, uh, you know, is like nearing the end of his career. Right. It's just like it's almost it's like I, I watched this with my girlfriend. Right. And she was like, this is like a really <laughs> like sad movie. And like mm-hmm. we were just talking about like how fucking like like everything like in the movie on paper like goes against Steve yet like he you know just like keeps going on you know I feel like in a different movie like he would have had like a more like a like a breakdown or something like that you know but Mm -hmm. you know I guess that's that's the world of the movie right there you know potentially I don't know so yeah and uh yeah so that's all i have to really say about it i mean it's uh i mean i mean that's steve right and we got we got klaus and and jeff goldblum right like i I think like excellent excellent portrayals right i think they were talking about the movie where they just like they had like the rough idea of like what would happen and then they cast or they didn't cast people they thought about like actors and then wrote parts for that you know which you know of course you know you know makes sense because they they are really well tailored to each you know person mm-hmm. right and i think my favorite part of the movie is when klaus is on the whenever they're all doing like the um the operation where they like rescue um rescue uh this uh harold <laughs> he rescues harold and and uh uh and jeff right and uh uh like they have like the exchange where it's like i don't remember exactly but it's well like, yeah i don't know he's set an it's, a squad it, and b squad oh yeah mm-hmm. b squad right and he's like <laughs> you fucker like i wanted a squad and it's like you're b squad leader you know and it's just so silly, you know, and it's so out of place, but it, it, it plays so well, oh, yeah. you know. It's like we always thought of you were a little brother. And it's like, I always thought of you two as my dad's. So please don't let anyone make fun of me for that. And he's like, I can't. I can't promise you yeah. that. Close. But it's thanks a lot for picking me. What did you say? Yeah, slap yeah, exactly. What did you yeah. slap me for? Now I owe you. No, that's not right. I, I we owe are you even. <laughs> You're not listening. I really liked. I I liked. Or I more than liked it. Fuck, he's Willem Dafoe is so good in this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one so of the. Good. I think he's one of the 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 best performers in the Criterion Collection. Between uh, I Fish, agree. Fishing with John, uh, Last Temptation I, of Christ, huh? and uh, Life Aquatic. It's. Uh, I, I, I might even be forgetting one at the moment, but uh, yeah, that's three, three great performances. Yeah. He's the man. He's the man. Man of man of his time. Yeah. R- RJ. And one of the things, yes. Oh, really quickly. I yeah, uh, Another standout moment, right? Like, I really like the, uh, like, the part gay line delivery that, oh. like, uh, Jeff Goldblum has. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's. Although it's, I am part it's gay. So, it's so mm-hmm. brilliant. <laughs> and, like, it's. I don't know. It's it's just it has this touch, you know. Yeah. Anyways, 
if if it's done. in with today's yeah. world, right? You just do do whatever you feel right. If you if you're only yeah. part something, go for mm-hmm. it. Do whatever. Do whatever feels right, right, Jarrett? Yeah. Uh, I was going to add for the Willem Dafoe count. So the future Willem Dafoe's include the Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Antichrist. And yeah. Heaven's Gate. I don't remember him in that movie, but Oof. he's he's in there. That's got some horses in it, RJ. And I'm uh, aware. I think that's it that I've seen. I'm well aware. No. But yeah. So yeah. then. So then. Movies, eh? oh, what about Aquaman, though? Am I right? Uh, it's coming. It's coming. Mm-hmm. Jared, do you want to hear what I have to say about this movie? <sighs> I suppose. Reluctantly. We, were, yeah, we, 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 waited, gonna... we waited a whole five days just so we could hear you. All right, Jared. And Jared Berger. Um, so I think I, uh, I don't have a ton more to say other than what I've already mentioned a bunch. Um, I love Life Aquatic. And uh, I remember, like, years ago, there were some people where I was like, you like Life Aquatic uh, a lot? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And they're like, isn't that, like, Wes Anderson's weakest? And it's like, hey, even if you think that, Wes Anderson's weakest is still better than a lot of people's best. People so, only like, say that because they forget yeah, Darjeeling they <laughs> exists. Or... Well, Darjeeling, and I'm, I'm not super hot on Moonrise Kingdom. I Me think neither. it's okay. Yeah. Like, uh, like I mean, again, like I think even the weaker Wes Anderson movies are still better than a lot of people's best yeah. uh, things. So, like, uh, yeah, like I, I actually I don't mind Darjeeling. I think Darjeeling's all right, but uh, yeah, Moonrise Kingdom. I was like, Meh. and even I think I've mentioned before Grand Budapest for me. I was kind of like, hmm. I was like, I don't know, but I, I've only seen it once, so I do need to rewatch it. Yeah, so, that movie's yeah. pretty good on the rewatch. It's it's like a yeah. it's like Interstellar good on the rewatch. Ah, see, and like I, I will rewatch it before we actually do it, um, but uh, yeah, because I've heard other people say that too. And just at the time when I watched Grand Budapest, I was kind of like, eh. I was like, I was like, it's still good. I like it a lot. But um, uh, so, anyways, I, I I always would tell people, I was like, I love Life Aquatic, and they're like, really? And he's like, yeah. And they're like, why do you love it? And for all those reasons I mentioned before, like I love the David Bowie stuff. Uh, I really like the the reveal with the Sigur Ross song. Like I think it's so well like paired together it's just like because that song is like so so big and like that's like their music in general um but i love that uh bill murray and owen wilson the best willem dafoe is so good in this like all of his lines uh and there's a lot of like subtle humor in this that i like i love so much like one of my absolute favorite bits in this whole movie is um when they're running to the abandoned hotel and they run through that really little puddle oh. <laughs> and then, uh, and then Bill Murray's like, he's like swamp leeches. We got to get them off. And, everyone looks and he's like, I'm the only one who got hit. And he's like, what's the deal? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like such a small thing, but it's, it's one of my favorite parts in the movie. Cause I'm just like, it's so, it's so silly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just like, I'm the only one. And it's like, oh. and it just kind of like moves along. Uh, I also, I love that this, uh, this movie is uh, for the, for the dudes. Because there's always like big shots of just like a bunch of dudes just hanging out together, just staring at the camera, and I was like, yeah, dude, dudes rock, Jared. They just just love hanging out. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I don't know what it is specifically. Like um, other than the things I said, like all those little bits, I I, I like a lot. Uh, I and I also I do really like the Jacques Cousteau stuff. Like um, I think like ocean exploration is uh something that really needs to get more 
appreciation and more support like i know james cameron has like been trying to get this going forever and uh and it's just like yeah get down there because and like that's the thing everyone says it's like we don't know what the fuck is down there there's all those giant squids and i i think the like deep ocean is super super scary like that's something that like uh if i i i could never do it like it scares the living shit out of me but um I'm I'm interested in it. Like uh, I love like planet Earth stuff and oceans, and I love seeing that stuff. But it, like I like deep ocean stuff. I do think is like terrifying. Um, so I I do I do really like the exploration stuff like that. That's what we don't need. Blue Origin Dick spaceships go into the ocean, see what's going on down at the bottom there. You know, I think that's more important. But uh, that's a uh, that's not news either. That's a a well well tra- treaded ground. More sea, um, less space dick. Yes, less space dick. Um, but yeah, there's there's a ton of bits that I just like all those little small things. I love in this. Uh, I think I've mentioned before. I'm a Kate Blanchett guy. So when we were watching this, Andrew's like, "Hey, look, it's your girlfriend." And Aww. I was like, "Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> she'll she'll listen. She'll hear. She'll hear." And like she's not like um she's not a huge part of this movie or anything, but I I, I just I, I think I just think Kate Blanchett's a, like a great actress, and I mean that's not news to anyone. Yeah, I was gonna say great. that like I guess like the one thing and um is I don't know if the uh, female characters get just kind of like a short shift here because like so like the one thing and this it definitely comes up for me in Darjeeling. Uh, limited yeah. is the Angelica Houston character becomes very yeah. samey between these three movies. And I think she has the most agency in Royal Tenenbaums. Yes. And then she's kind of like here almost reprising the same character. And I don't know if it's just cause like Angelica Houston yeah. is just like mm-hmm. such a personality character at this point, like as a, as a performer, like it's kind of like, you know, when Gene Hackman shows up in something like that, he kind of just like is Gene Hackman though. I think he is really, really good as uh, Royal Tenenbaum. Uh, mm-hmm. But Angelica Houston is, I think she's really good and she actually has an arc in Royal Tenenbaums in this she kind of has an arc kind of but she's just kind of there to help out her asshole husband and bail him out of Mm. of trouble again yeah but yeah so yeah so I was just thinking about that because yeah Kate Blanchett's character is she's kind of like the 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 love interest for Ned and she's supposed to be this journalist covering the story and she used to be a big fan and then mm-hmm. she gets she gets to see the real truth of like uh, how much of a piece of crap he is, I guess. Which I mean, yep. they didn't really go anywhere with that, and because there's the things like, oh, you're gonna are you gonna cover that in the story when you do this? Well, so I think that they do a little bit like so there. I I do think that there is some self awareness with him near the end, like when he does fall and they record it, and he's like, yeah, he's like, show everyone the truth this time. Like, um, I'm just like a like a failing old man whose wife doesn't love him kind of thing and then uh at the end when he reads the article she's she's like you didn't like it and he's like well he's like well it's true he's like I, I come off like an asshole he's like but i did do that stuff so i guess i am an asshole and uh i like i, I like that quite a bit um but while you're on like the angelica houston stuff like she's not like a big presence in this but i do think it's wes anderson does try to show the appreciation where he's just like yeah she is the whole thing like that that's their point where it's like <clears throat> even if she's not there she's the only reason that uh, the team zizu gets to be alive but i love angelica houston man she is so good like uh 
in Adam's family. Mm-hmm. And, oh, um, yeah, yeah, that's a different story altogether. Oh, so good. And uh, actually, in like 50-50, I think she is incredible in that movie. I, I, I really like her in that. But anyways, uh, the hell is I talking about? Um, yeah, Life Aquatic's great, man. Like, um, I love the... Uh, I love the sense of adventure with this movie. Like, um, and like the little ship, the way that they kind of go between decks, vintage Wes Anderson, mm-hmm. uh, just classic. I love, um, how fake the fish are, uh, which no, is no. something that I, yeah. I, I love. I, I do. You know, that's always been something that I wasn't a fan of. I didn't like, I didn't, yeah. like that's was, I still don't like it. Um, mm. it's kind of like, it just looks so off. Like it doesn't look as, charming as it should i think it's surrealism jared you ever heard of surreal i I have but i i always find it kind of uh breaks it breaks my suspension and i'm like why is this here i've I've just never that's one of my least favorite parts of this otherwise uh excellent excellent movie it's always been those little like weird cartoony like they're like stop motion as well but they're not even because apparently they're stop motion but they look cgi i I don't get it (laughs) Like why? Why is that yeah. a look you want? Yep, and that's fair. Yeah, you can. Uh, that's fair for you to do that. Uh, I I love it. I think it's I su- I think it's super fun. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I I really like Life Aquatic. Like I think I've always held it. And I think when we did Royal Tenenbaums, I think I even said then too. Like uh, I do think Tenenbaums is the better film, but uh, Life Aquatic is my favorite. I I I love it a lot. Um, it's just wicked. It's good stuff good stuff and uh that's all i gotta say about that well you, you guys want to hear from people who hate this movie i mean i mean always no but like okay. well yeah okay all right Whatever. well well this one got buried um it looks like cause it's not popping up on the main page but uh from john criterion oh shit he's back oh, oh, oh no that was gary collection now it's john criterion we have john criterion oh. now as well holy yeah. shit. Oh, shit so i just sent that link to you there rj we this is a uh i think a listener of our I mean, podcast uh um, i know i think yeah. it's the real guy <laughs> do you think it's really john so yeah so, so he john criterion only wrote half star not as good as jellyfish eyes it's only in the collection for that fucking gary uh, <laughs> jellyfish eyes, hey, is that a good show? I haven't seen it. Okay, okay. Well, I, I got to take his word for it. I guess he is John John uh, Criterion. So, I, does I, Gary Collection have a, a review of this film as well? Or no, I didn't see one. Okay, no. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if you, they're definitely a they're definitely a jellyfish eyes fan. It seems it seems uh, like it. I, I, it seems I'm like assuming it. John Criterion's name will revert to. Uh, their previous name uh, one day potentially but i do like that i, li- I like that the universe is populating it's 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 uh growing a yes. life it's on its own <laughs> but on to yeah the the haters we got glenn okay. glenn walter half a star this has some of the worst dialogue and acting ever put on film it's not creative it's not quirky it's trash and wes anderson needs to stop being praised for his lazy writing and directing um those are all definitely statements of opinion yeah. i guess you can't trust this person at all they gave um that tomorrow war movie five stars which is like i haven't seen that i'm never gonna watch that but everyone i i 
more than anything else, I saw people giving it like one stars. They're like, this sucks. It's just a bad movie. And uh, I don't know. This person, it's not a good, not a good one. They gave uh, Ready Player One also five stars. I see. I can, I get it. I get it. If you're, yeah. if that's your style, this movie won't be your style. Yeah. Well, I mean, there, there's some movies in here that give five stars that are good, but uh, not that one. Other half star films include Existence and the Super Mario Bros. movie. So take that it. However you want. All right. Uh, Next, we have Brendan Francis with half a star. I only walked out of two films in my life, and this was almost the third. This film is the equivalent of (laughs) suffering through a children's play. Why can't Mm. Owen Wilson, noted Texan, do a southern accent? Why am I being subjected to French Bowie covers and claymation? Why is this movie almost two hours? What was the point of any of this? Why does Murray shamble through this like he got shot with a tranquilizer dart and started his shorts? <laughs> uh, the Bowie songs are in Portuguese. Uh-huh. You stupid, clumsy bitch. Just ignorant, Jared. Ignorant. Wow. Heat. The they, heat, I feel, emanating yeah. from you. They gave quite on five stars. Jared, there you go. And they, they gave uh, a couple of those um, Beatles movies five stars. Uh, what else we got in there? Some other half star films include Striptease, Jarrett. Striptease. You love that movie, don't you? Striptease. Yeah. I thought uh, you love Striptease. Are you think, I've ne- I, you know I've never actually seen Striptease. Are you thinking of Showgirls? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, they also gave uh, the the Vavitch a half a star. So that seems Damn. strange. Damn. I don't know. There's Wayne's World half a star. Get out of here. Get uh, out of here. One more uh, from Andrew Frito at half a star. Did not age well. Full of homophobic slurs and racist jokes. I mean, a bit. <laughs> <laughs> a bit, yeah. Uh, they only have three five-star films. Fantastic Planet, Hunt for the Wilder People, and Spirited Away. And they only have one half-star film, and it's uh, Life Aquatic. No. So, yeah. I don't, this, person only, uh, this person only has 80 films logged. So, they're, I don't think they're a real account. In whatever way you want to take that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. They really garyed it. They did gary it. It was a fuck that guy this week. Gary. Bud. If that's even his real name. Why would he lie? Why would he lie? You well, know? any final thoughts here on The Life Aquatic? I think it's a good show. What about you, Jared Berger? I would agree with that. It is It is a great show. All these guys are are mis... mis I think they're just mis, misled, you know? In all, like, in all walks. Happens. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, happens. And I will, I will third this uh, sentiment. Uh, the, the pretty good mo- show. The motion passes. Uh, the yeas have it. Life Aquatic is great. Stop, stop the presses. Mm-hmm. Get out there. After the break, um, I don't know, RJ. I'm sorry, but you're you're going to die in a helicopter crash. But we'll be sad. Finally. We'll, we'll, we'll be sad about it. Don't you worry. Finally. Why, why, why even make a documentary about it? 
No, don't bother. Just it'll just be on let, it'll let be, it it'll be on Netflix and be uh, two hours each in three parts. I'd rather an HBO series if you can, because uh, it's not TV. It's HBO. Remember when they used to say that all the time? Remember? Yeah, because I'm a grandpa. Yeah, you are. I remember. Yeah, <laughs> See, Jared Burger's just a kid, and he he knows. Everyone remembers, I guess. Yeah. 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 We'll never forget you, RJ. No, you can. <laughs> Quantas vezes o coração Não consegue compreender O que a mente não faz questão E nem tem forças pra obedecer Quantos sonhos já destruí E deixei escapar das mãos Se o futuro assim permitir Não pretendo viver em vão Meu amor, não estamos sós Em um mundo a esperar por nós No infinito do céu azul Pode ter vida em Marte, então Vem cá, me dá sua língua RJ, what sea animal would you seek in the ocean if you were a documentary oceanographer? Well, I mean, the giant squid is, I think, the uh, the top of the top of what you want to get, but uh, that's scary as fuck. So I'd go with sea turtles. Sea turtles? You know what I mean? Sea turtles. Turtles. What about you, Jared Berger? I'd go with, like, those, um, the stingrays, you know? Those are fun. You gotta watch out, man. Steve Irwin. <laughs> yeah, you don't, see, you don't get Irwin. You don't want to get Irwin, man. <laughs> right, in, right through the ribs, right into the heart. No, no good. Yeah. No good. Yeah. But you, you can, uh, <laughs> you, you can tell us about how you how you don't want to die in the ocean at criteriancruise at gmail.com. We've got a mm-hmm. Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barnlow. And Jared Berger. You're, are you just Jared Berger? I am. I, I will say, I will say this time. I would like to plug um, on Letterbox, uh, Big Trip, directed by one Jared Berger. Big Just trip. Add it to your watch list, and yes, one year later. Maybe well, and how, how, where can we access uh, said film, Jared Berger? Where's your? Po- I, I don't know. Where's your poster? You don't know? Oh, no poster yet. No, we. I'm just. We're still in post. Oh, okay. So uh, it's uh, it's not available yet. Are, are you discovering uh, what you can and can't fix in post? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's what's one of my favorites. Is we'll fix that in post. <laughs> hey, uh, how come uh, even Gruders gave you half a star? That doesn't seem fair. I know. I need to have Evan a talk Bruce. with the man. Yeah. I mean, does he not know that your whole profession is on stake here? It's big stuff. I, I don't know. We also <laughs> we need to update your uh, letterbox bio because there's no bio at all here. But there's a couple shorts. It looks like. Where's the chess hustler? Is that on uh, the YouTube? Oh, oh, oh yeah. That's on the ch- that's on the YouTube's. But the YouTube's? I wouldn't check that out. That's a. Uh, not no? a good one. 
No. I don't. I don't know, man. It, uh, Thirteen Go people ahead. have seen it. Go ahead. I'll check it out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. It's yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> check it out. Check it out. Hey, hey, check man, out the rest of my work. Do whatever you gotta do. There's also there will be pixels. We can check that out as well. Sure. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Plug it all, man. Why, why else would? Why else are you here? You know. Plug all those Plug. holes. Plug them all. Plug them all up. Just go for it. We're on nice. SoundCloud, I... Stitcher, iTunes, <laughs> Google Play. Yeah. If, 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 if you want to be teased like Jer Berger, you can join us on Patreon, and you can sure. and you can promote like short films and I don't know your special recipes for like I don't know mushrooms uh, sauce on some pasta or something like that. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. I'm down with that. Um, and we're on YouTube. Mm-hmm. YouTube guys, are we? Are we? Next week, RJ. Yeah. Jerberger's leaving us, but and Oliver Granger appears. Oh fuck. Spine three oh one. And he's coming because his fellow countryman, Jane Campion, or whatever her name is, uh she's uh she's got a movie that was made in New Zealand. It's the only movie uh worthy of joining the Criterion Collection, apparently. Canada's got it beat New Zealand. So eat that, eat that. And uh, Angel at My Table from 1990. That's like apparently two hours and 30 minutes long or some shit. That's cool. Son of a bitch. So, goody. <laughs> Crikey is what I In two days, right? Or is it three? Uh, three. Three days. Uh, three days. We do get a bit of a break, so hopefully we have some more material by then. But uh, Blessed be. Blessed be. Well, Jared Berger, it's nice to have you. I wish we had you next week. But uh, sad. It's not in the cards. Not in the cards. Sad. <laughs> any any closing thoughts over there, uh, Big Berg? Uh, no. Have a good night <laughs> to all those listening. Fair enough. <laughs> cut, Fair enough. Cut and run. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, good night, folks. Woo. Next one will be on time. Right, RJ? I'm not going anywhere. Actually, maybe. <laughs> oh, I thought we were rid of you forever. <sighs> Bye. Callbacks. <laughs> mm.